Your body drive me crazy. Hey. Your body Caribbean nice vibe. Two weeks later. Anybody who got eyes can see. She just wanna dance and July 5th. Juneteenth, the second part weekend. Hey. She just wanna dance and tease me. She just We going straight to the Caribbean this weekend. Uh, it's just Aubrey. And Popcorn. And party next door. You know what's real sad about party next door? What? Anytime he goes to the party, it's always gonna be just one house down. Wow. She swears your mind I say we think different. Summer vibes and summer dresses. We all the way out. We shooting outside today. Where the burgers at? Where them hot dogs at? Where the glizzy glizzy gladiators at, huh, Chris? Kalanis Media is over here in the building. Hey. The new video design. Yes, sir. All right. That has been Deep my vibe. Red. That has been my vibe all weekend. You didn't even get to the popcorn part. Yeah, man, you're right. <laughs> Redo, restart. You're right. <laughs> Your body need a license fee. Tighten me. Like, this is the Caribbean, and then you just played Aubrey. Dance and tease. You ain't know Toronto was in the Caribbean? Yeah. The Caribbeans of Canada? Yeah. That's right. That sounds like cultural appropriation to me. Hey, man, we all black. Well. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I don't want to get a strike. <laughs> Too late. Yo, we've been out for two weeks, but we bike. We are the men on the internet. My name is Kirby. Over there, it's Sunil. In the back, we have it's Chris. It's Chris. Okay, it's Chris. And it's lit out here. All right, guys, let me give you guys a little bit of an update as to what's been happening to the men on the internet. Okay, we've been busy, y'all. Um. Hey, we've been cashing checks, stunting on people. Hey, I didn't get a check. You didn't get that new some stimmy? If you broke, just say it. I didn't get no check. I just want to let you know. If yeah. you was handing out checks, I didn't get one. You didn't, wow. get, the, you, you didn't get the $600? You actually at my address right now, so I don't know why you didn't get the check. Uh, well, you, didn't, you didn't get the $600? No. You didn't get them six bills? You didn't. You got the 600 Heck yeah. My son is deposited already. Yeah, I got mine like three months ago. Damn. You, you got the state stimmy three months ago. I think it was like two months ago, actually. What? Remember, I texted you, right? I was like, damn, I got this $600. I don't know. It was like two months ago. It came on a weird check? No, it was direct deposit. In fact, uh, mine came the, check. when I got mine, I, I the person who told me that it was coming, they got theirs a month before me. Wow. I didn't get Newsom's check. trying to... Newsom... He's trying to pay you up. Trying to buy, yeah, he's trying to buy them votes. He's like, I don't want to get recalled. Here's 600 bucks. Hey, just let hey, you know, yo. we in the hood. <laughs> the this ghetto, is a hood episode. <laughs> This is the hood barbecue episode. <laughs> I'll let y'all know. We, we think you were safe. Hey, we got we got private jets flying over. You yeah, don't know about that. That's the PJ rolling by. Real low. Hey, we we'll catch you. We catch you on the flip side, Aubrey. We we still don't know if it's fireworks or bullets. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I swear I got shot last night. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Happy July Fourth holiday weekend to everybody. Um, we're excited to be bike. And uh, we're going to be more consistent 
We apologize, but we are making internal structural changes to the show that's going to take us to the next level. Okay, next we got level. we got the highest level of people on the back right level now, up. making level things level up. Level happen. Up. Level up. Okay, the man on the internet is about to go global. Yep. All right, we about to be taking all over the Instagrams. You gonna be taking all over the YouTubes. We're gonna be taking all over the Facebooks, Spotify's. One it's could good. say. We trying to go all over the internet. Right, it, ain't nothing, it ain't nothing but a little I see bit. What of, you did there. It ain't nothing but a little bit of foolery. Yeah. Hey, and we <laughs> already got. Hey, we already got the in on the border. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mexico's already on lock. <laughs> all right, so all of South America. Let's check in as soon as this plane goes away. Let's check in with everybody. So our uh, uh, leader and tie to the grand nations of India. Mm. How are things going over there? Everything in India? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, life is good, man. Life like, is good. A lot of great things happening. Um, excited to be back with you guys on the pod. That's um, right. A lot of, lot of fun stuff to talk about. Okay. Weather's great. Mm-hmm. Not too hot. Not too yeah. cold. But you know what? The last two weeks have been a lot of titty sweat mm. for me. Like, it's been 108 and it felt 130. <laughs> feels like. Yeah. you never seen feels like weather? Dude. I've been yeah, only right? on the East Coast. It's crazy. In the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, like the the weather will be like, yo, it's ninety eight, but it feels like four hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always felt it the other way. Oh, it's really? like it's 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 sixty degrees outside, but it feels like negative twenty two. Really? Yeah. See, I always see it hotter. I live in a valley, so mm-hmm. I live about three inches from hell. Mm-hmm. All right. So whenever they say That's it's a hundred degrees, it's two hundred. This dude said I live in the valley, like he don't live ten minutes from me. <laughs> this like is I the valley. Pick, like I didn't pick him up and take him. Mm-hmm. To, we all live ten minutes from each other. We all live in the valley, my dude. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it's the audience. hair making me hotter. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm about to grow it out too. Oh, really? Are oh, you yeah. growing it out? A little bit. I mean, I know ladies like it when it has a little bit longer. I mean, lay it down. I'm about to put the do rag on. I'm about to get the waist spinning for the summer. They'll be like, hey, something's different with hair. It's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something like this. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> he wants to switch that subject real quick. <laughs> All right, border control manager, <laughs> our, our resident border control manager, Chris. How you doing? I'm fine. How are things at the border? I don't know. <laughs> I don't we'll think Kamala knows. We gonna find out. <laughs> we'll see eventually. We gonna we find out. The border. We're going to the border. <laughs> we we're going to Georgia to find. Out. Yes, indeed. All right. So, anyways, what's been going on with you? Uh, not much. Work's been going good. My uh, media company just released our first cover. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the video? Good. Shout out to everybody who worked on that. Uh, Kelvin was our BTS photographer. I said, right. Executive BTS photographer. Executive, just he was you the know. only BTS, one, like but the uh, behind group? the scenes. Oh, not behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so we look good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he would be serious. Right? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, that's behind the scenes. Um, so the, tell, tell people the name of the video so oh. that they can find it. <clears throat> we doing a cover series. Our cover band, I guess, is called Mi Gente. Um, you can find us at Conganas Media, but as of right now, if you type it in one word, you'll find it on YouTube. If you put spaces right now, for whatever reason, you can't find it. But or check okay. the socials. And the video is uh, Ombre the Great. Ombre the Great, the wonderful Ombre the Great. Yep. Beautiful and singer. He's Dude singing uh, what song? He's singing Put Your Records On by Corrine Bailey Ray. Corrine Bailey Ray. So if you can't find Conganas Media, 
type in Ombre de Great. That's his real name. D E G R A T E. Mm-hmm. And he's singing Put Your Records On by Corinne Bailey Ray. Yep. And you guys can check it out. It's really, real dope. It's kind of like a, a backyard scene that they turn into a whole vibe. Check it out. The guy's a crazy good singer. Yeah. And one cool thing about Ombre is. Um, he he actually is is tracking his weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he just lost twenty pounds. Yes. And I texted him the other day. I was like, "Bro, we about to be city boys together." Because since <laughs> I started this whole thing, I'm down twenty three pounds. Down twenty three. Nice. Down twenty three pounds. Go. Down twenty three. So I'm trying to you know I'm trying to get to that level. You know, a beat y'all in this little competition mm-hmm. thing. Go y'all, for it. If Do y'all want to extend it another month, that's okay with me. Because this weekend I um, definitely gladiated some glizzies. So you know. I don't know what that means, bro, but more power to you. I was slopping down on some meat. I support you. Uh, Okay, for sure. All life decisions. All right. (laughs) Hey, Andre also came up with an EP. Oh, what's that called? Ooh, don't ask me the name. But uh, the EP is fire. (laughs) (laughs) The support. How many many, uh, videos are in the series? Uh, As of right now, I've recorded four. Uh, I don't know how often I'm going to put them out yet, but. I got four in the works, and we're going to be working on another four pretty soon. Let's go. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so congratulations on that. Um, <clears throat> and some, some, something else happened, I feel like. You, oh, you, you're you working on some stuff? Yeah, yeah I am. Working on some on stuff. that whole sports f- sports tip, um, I should be putting out some content on my YouTube channel. Yes, sir. Um, I'll get you the deets next week. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to have a real good summer this weekend. Was a legendary July 4th weekend mm. for me. I typically don't do the typical July 4th weekends. Um, you know, sometimes I go to a little backyard event, you know I mean, get some burgers and things like that. But this time I went to a rooftop pool party. Yeah, you did. And it was lit, my guy. I was out there just having the time of my life, being social, sociable as well. And, uh, you know, anybody ever get, like, scared to be social? How so? I feel like, okay, when I got there, right, I didn't really even know the guy that invited me. Like, I knew him, but I I met him 48 hours before the party. Oh, shit, okay. Okay, so I was standing in the corner just, like, playing with my hands in my pocket. Because <laughs> I, I didn't see him up there. Mm. So it wasn't until I got the co-sign from somebody who was up there, like, oh, you know the dude? Like, yeah, I know him. Uh-huh. <laughs> For all 48 hours yeah. <laughs> Good guy, good guy yes. and, then, you know, and, then, and then they brought me into their fold And it was all a fold of beautiful people Wow! And you know, I was scared Because I was like, damn, they all fine as hell Like, they're all 10s and I'm a 9.9 So <laughs> You keep it humble, bro That's 10th of a percent, man I'm telling you yeah, I was like, So I was a little scared But once, like, once it all got to being cool, it was like, oh, this is actually not very hard. Being social is not that hard, but I was scared, you know. And it might maybe it's just because like COVID a little bit too, just kind of being stuck in the house and not being that kind of social for a long time. Maybe just kind of me- messed with me a little bit. But y'all, yeah, not feel that. So you took a bigger step than I would have ever. <laughs> I would have never shown up to a party that I didn't know the people. Well, shoot, this whole weekend I was trying to just. Shoot. Yeah I was just I was out Friday night 
I left the house Friday night at 11. I came back at like seven, six, seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then the dude that I met Friday night is the party, is the person. Right, <laughs> right, You're right, really right. being a city boy right now. I've, oh, no. This whole summer is mine. City boy summer? My arms, uh, my arms about to get, I'm about to get, uh, uh, what are them calling it? Them tattoos that disappear? Mahente tattoos? I don't like that. <laughs> no, that's coming. <cool. laughs> right, that is coming, man. <laughs> that is that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. It's called the. Uh, you know them tattoos that like brown. Please, please don't Google that either. <laughs> Those are henna tattoos. Henna, 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 henna. I'm going to disrespect Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, henna oh, is wait. different. Yeah, that's Indian. Yeah, yes, is that is. bad? No, no? But oh. <laughs> hentai is though. <laughs> what is hentai? That's a uh, Asian porn. Well, what you talking to me about Asian porn, Listen, bro? You're the one who didn't know about glizzies. That, well, no, I said I don't want to ever hear you say that ever again in my life. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'm gonna say some more. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, get to your point. Social anxiety. Yeah, social it's a anxiety. Thing. Porn. Right, okay. See, I feel like COVID is gonna make it. Either people are gonna just wild out, like it'll be the craziest summer of all time because it's kind of like a volcano. Everything's Mm -hmm. been under the undergrounds for so long and people are just gonna explode. Or it's gonna be the opposite where everybody just forgot how to talk to each other. That's facts. You know what? There was a girl that came up to me yesterday, right? She was like all of two, four, okay? Two feet, four inches. And she came up looking at me at my kneecap. And she, <laughs> she looked at me straight to my kneecap. <laughs> she was looking at me talking about it. She was like, yo, I don't know if I'm ready to sleep with anybody here. I was like, why would you even say what? that? Wow. That's a hell of a nice ring, man. Yo, what kind of party were you at? This is one of the ice clients. Freaky deaky party. Maybe there was a lot of hand tag on. Going on. Yeah, I think there was a lot of man tag going on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't even know what to say. Oh, I was man. like, oh, for real? <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Nah, you going wild. <laughs> <laughs> she will find herself too. Oh, oh, I was like, uh, anyways, Bill Cosby, talk to me about him. So Bill Cosby <laughs> um, obviously was released. Um, his appeal went through based off of, um, <coughs> you know, pros- prosecutorial misconduct. They were able to get him out and uh, he's free. And, um, you know, he's out there walking the streets. And some people are happy about it. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't happy about it. But right. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, he's been for in like prison for like two and a half years or so. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's let's talk about what, exactly what happened. So Bill Cosby got tried in court. They found him guilty of um, sexual misconduct. Um, they were saying that he was drugging women and then uh, entering them digital digitally, which means that he was like fingering them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> They did not. He did not get convicted of rape, but it was like sexual assault, sexual harassment, whatever. Okay, so he goes to prison. However, in two thousand and five, he was in a civil case with one of the women where they said, "If you admit to guilt here, we're going to make a deal with you where you'll never be prosecuted in criminal, criminal court." And I don't know what happened. Maybe they forgot about it or. They didn't look into it or something, but he got tried in criminal court and he went to prison. No, they did like him dirty. F- they 12 used years it, later. They 12 used, years uh, later. They used, you know, a dirty, like, tactic to be able to. What was the dirty tactic? Well, they basically kind of made that that deal, right? That said, hey, as long as you don't waive the fifth, 
because you have the the Fifth Amendment, right? The right to not incriminate yourself. Yeah. So he never admitted to any of the stuff that, um, like as far as doing the rapes and things of that nature. But what he admitted to, because he said, he, what he said in the civil case was then used as proof of what of the criminal stuff. So he admitted to um, bringing drugs, like the the. Um, quaaludes mm -hmm. and giving quaaludes <laughs> to the girls and then he admitted and then he said something or they asked him do you think she was sober enough to consent <clears throat> and he said i don't know because mm -hmm. at that time <clears throat> right like <clears throat> the whole like consent under the influence right that whole thing it is uh, you know some people don't know oh if you're drunk can you consent can you can some people think if you're drunk you can't consent at all. Yeah. So he was just like, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. And so then they used that as proof that, you know, he was drugging these girls up and, you know, assaulting them without consent and all these kind of things. And his whole point was it wasn't he didn't bring the drugs to do that. It was just everybody was doing drugs. Right. And that is how the night ended. And I mean, this was <clears throat> back in a time where. You know, yeah. that stuff was happening a lot more. Sexual right, right, revolution, right. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Tough. Um, but, <clears throat> so, the the thing is, obviously, him getting off isn't necessarily that he didn't do these crimes. Right. It's just that the... the legal technicality. Absolutely. The, the He wasn't tried in the proper way. So, the judge saw it as a miscarriage of justice in the sense that, you know... They said that he he wasn't given his full um, rights as far as the rule of law to be able to protect himself. And because of the pros prosecutor's misconduct, promising him one thing and then doing another thing, mm -hmm. he was able to be let go, uh, let go or um, vacate the conviction as far as that part. So now the debate comes is, you know, most people, I mean... Every, I guess, judicial scholar is saying, yeah, the way that he was convicted was in the wrong way. But yeah. now it's more of the moral side. Like some people are saying, oh, well, rapist is walking free. So that's, I guess, the judgment call that people have to make. <clears throat> okay. La, 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 la. That is rough. Um, but well. it's, being, it's being taken up by Enviv, first, the first iteration of Enviv. Versus Mrs. Huxable are going at it on social media right, over the same thing. Right, right. This is a this is a bit of a tough situation just because of several things. First, I um, none of us were there. For sure, you know, like none of us were there, and it's 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 um it's hard to say what actually happened, but at the same time. <clears throat> when these women, all these women came together, I think it was like 60 women who all said that they had these experiences and they felt like they were, you know, being taken advantage of or he, you know, did them wrong. We got to take that seriously. Um, so um, that the fact that they're not saying he is not a criminal is important. I think that's important. Um, and I think, man, I think that um, when it comes to legality, 
and the and the things of the of the law. Um, I think that we do have to take it seriously because it has to be an even playing field for everybody. Sure. So, so if they did promise him that you cannot be criminally convicted, and that was the deal that was struck, you know, <clears throat> especially when um, they took him to to civil court and they were trying to get compensation for their damages, then. Well, it was only one person in oh, the civil case. Oh, it was one person. That's yeah. right. That's right. So there's only one one person in the civil case, and you know, it, like it's you rough. said, nobody nobody is there. You know, it's so much after the after the fact. Yeah. And obviously, we hope that. I mean, obviously, we don't want to say that these women are liars, but I think most of us hope that nothing like this actually happened, right? Because. It's terrible, but obviously they feel like uh, there's, you know, when you have 60 allegations, you know, yeah. that that's something that's tough to tough to say. Yeah, you know, it's like, even hard for me to talk about it right. a little bit just because, like, it, it makes me a little bit sad. Like, I don't even know. And, and in this realm, we had Drake Bell that just pleaded guilty to, um, was it endangering children or something like that? And he was sexting a, a, a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he was doing something with a kid after a concert, but then Kyle Massey got he got charged for sending um, explicit photos to a thirteen year old, and I actually remember this story from a few years ago when they were trying to uh, get one point five million dollars out of him, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he didn't have the money, so now they're going after a criminal case. So I, I remember when this happened, and so when the news came out, I was like, "Didn't this happen a couple years ago?" And they did a really good job of just kind of like. Right, shutting it down. But I guess he didn't have the money to pay, so they're going after him criminally now. I think there's that that girl that got convicted of um, the sex trafficking too, Alex something. She's an actress. Yeah. Oh, this is a few years ago. But it, the conviction just came out, came through. Oh shoot, who is that? Alex Mack, right? Allison Mack. That that just happened. Yeah, recently that. Oh shoot! Yeah. Man, so she finally got convicted, and she's gonna do time for that. Oh as well. my gosh, man! This is like, oof, man. I, well, my heart goes out to everybody who's who's a, a victim to any of these situations, and I just um, I don't know what to say, you know, because I f- I feel like for for a Bill Cosby case, like in in the sense of legality, they got to do them right. Whatever they whatever they agreed to, do what you agreed to. Right, right. Do what you agree to, um, it, and it sets a precedent for all cases that move forward from here on out. Because if you cannot trust what happens in that court of law, then there's no civil. There's no. There's nothing that a person can trust in. You know for what sure, saying? it can um, be a different legal system for different people. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Exactly. 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 And, so, and we have to, we have to, as a society, be okay with. Not necessarily be okay, but we should be. We shouldn't want to put away guilty people in the wrong way, mm-hmm. because that makes it easier to put innocent people away yeah. using those same things. So, like I said, regardless of how you feel about Bill Cosby, whether you feel like he, you know, he's guilty or innocent of these crimes or whatnot, we we all need to celebrate the fact that the justice system prevailed in the sense that something that was done the wrong way was the right the wrong was righted in that sense now um you know that uh that some people feeling that a rapist is walking free you know i mean that's up to whatever your moral standards yeah. are and what you believe or what you don't believe but yeah. 
at least the the <clears throat> justice system prevailed in the sense that you know a prosecutor that's breaking the rules you know can yeah we don't let's not do the right thing or what people feel like is the right thing the wrong way um how do you feel about felicia rashad and her statements and howard university and all that kind of stuff yeah i mean you know it's it goes back to nobody knows you know what i mean the thing that is upsetting or that bothers me whenever situations like this come is a lot of people that don't know for sure are just doing things like in my mind irrational so felicia rashad who knows um, Bill Cosby, probably, you know, as far as being his onstage wife for so long, really good friends, yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know, has a certain perspective of this, knows Bill Cosby better than probably 95% of the people com- com- um, commenting on this situation. Mm-hmm. And she believes that none of this stuff happened. Is right? that what she believes? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. That. And she thinks that, um, you know, obviously her tweet was, you know, uh, Um, the justice is finally served and like the miscarriage of justice was overturned and things of that nature. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then obviously her statements that she's come out have now, she teaches at Howard, I guess. She's the Dean. Dean at Howard. And so um, now there's a big movement to get her removed um, because, you know, people at Howard are saying, why are you standing up for Bill Cosby, who they feel like is racist? Like I said, um, rapist. Rapist, what I say? Racist. Oh, rapist. I mean, um, Aunt Viv came out mm-hmm. and said Janet Hubert. Yeah, and said that you know <laughs> she she knows that all this stuff is true. She has friends that still haven't come out that have been you know assaulted by Bill Cosby. So you know it runs pretty deep. You know, but one one thing that I do kind of like about this is that she said what she said, and she didn't just they didn't just fire her. Um, I, I think that that is a good thing because people are going to have uh, thoughts and ideas that are different than everybody else's, you know, um, especially when you're Felicia Rashad, who is a friend, a close friend to this guy. People, people will be quick to just say, yo, we need to fire this person or we need to get rid of this person or whatever, whatever. But you know what? We're not all going to have the same ideas. Sure. You know, we're not all going to think the same way. We don't we're not all going to, you know what I'm saying? So, I actually think that it's wise of Howard to have come out and said, "Yo, we don't align with these thoughts," but not be like, "Oh, she's done out of here," right? I think they're giving her some kind of her sexual harassment training course that she has to take. But I do respect that she has her opinion and she has the right to say it. And it is what it is, you know, and she she holds nothing against um, what happens to other women either. You know, that if, you know, she came back and she said that she stands, you know, with women who have been hurt and, and, and harassed and all these things. She does stand with them. But um, her word is not the legal system. You know right. what I'm saying? Her word, whatever she says, it's that's not going to change the situation. She's just defending her friend. Um, and w- what I've noticed is when people say things that you just don't like, they just want to remove you from whatever thing. Anything right. that's good is happening in your life, you'll remove that. Sure. And it's like, no, dude, you know, there there has to be a space where where people could disagree, you know, even when it's about these kind of tricky, difficult topics. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> overall sentiment is, is you know, ob- absolutely for sure, it, especially in this case where the truth is 
you know, there isn't like a legal conviction there mm-hmm. that you could say like, you know, he was tried in a court of law and he was found guilty, right? right. These are just allegations at this point, right? Right. And so to back to to say oh she, she deserves to be removed from that now if for some reason it's blatantly true that you know bill cosby is a rapist in the court of law he was convicted and all this kind of stuff and she's still coming out and saying you know certain things and whatnot that that's a different mm-hmm. story i think because at this point you know if you're aligning yourself with you know somebody who has been convicted of these terrible things or whatnot. That's a little bit different. Like if she was like, you know, who's a terrible person that's been convicted of certain, like, like, uh, I guess you can't even say that. Cause a bunch of people are best friends with Epstein and he's still, <laughs> they're he's still, still in that prison. No, he's dead. Oh, Epstein didn't kill himself, but he ain't there no more. Cause Lane is though. Damn you think I- Epstein's still alive? I thought I saw him at the script club. Oh my god! I don't, I don't know. All right, um, something else serious. We're gonna get all the serious stuff out. Um, Derek Chavon gets twenty two years, twenty two point five yep. years uh, for killing George Floyd. The reaction was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Not enough time. Um, your thoughts? Um, I mean, I think that was pretty close to. I don't know what the maximum sentence was, but I think it was like wasn't it forty years? I don't know, but I, from the people that I follow, nobody thought that he was going to get twenty years. And I didn't like, think he was going to get. 20 yeah, years. so if that it came back with twenty two point five years, you know, I was actually surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, that's a lot of time. You know, he's going to be spending. Well, he's probably going to be, what, in the 70s? 60s. 60s, 70s when he gets out. So, um, yeah, I mean, justice, I feel like. Reserved? I mean, I don't know. In the sense of justice, I mean, a person's life was taken. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know if there's ever, like, justice for that. But um, it was more time than I thought. You know, I think that it's nice that it's resolved. Hopefully, at least this situation is done with. Now we could just focus on how we make sure that situations like this don't happen again, again right? Yeah, and this sets the precedent too, right? You know, um, I do. I did. I did want him to get more time, but when I saw twenty-two years, I was surprised because I was like, "Oh, they're actually punishing him. Mm-hmm. That, that's a real punishment." You know, I wouldn't even want to do the point five in prison. <laughs> All right, but they they gave him twenty two point five, and that, that's a that's a that's a a big deal. Um, and I don't know what's gonna happen to him. I don't. I feel like he might actually take it on the nose and just do the time. That's I think what, they can't put him in Gen Pop. No. Nah, well, no way. Right. They got to put him in. I was going to say, I was going to say, is he going to live that long to the 22? Nah, years? they can't. Cause I, I don't know. It didn't seem like one, he's going to One, he's a cop. Him. Two, he's, this is what, one of the most highly publicized cases yeah. pretty much of yeah, all he, time. He wouldn't make yeah. it a day. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they got to put him in solitary or, you know, in, you know, away from. They got to put him in like a special prison. Too. Right. Yeah. I think they do that with cops anyways. They have special cop prison? I, I don't think they could put cops in like general population with just. You know, crim, criminal people that they've actually arrested and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, Jerry, what I mean? <laughs> you still in here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. no, it's messed up. I, I, 
I, I was, um, and I'm know. glad like there wasn't, you know, after the whole um, riots and protesting after George Floyd. You know, we used to talk, and we we're like, man, this is gonna only get worse, right? We still had mm-hmm. the um, the trial and the sentencing, and both of those two things passed without much, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like craziness like we all right. i think the c- country as a whole was kind of tense to be like what happens if you know he doesn't get convicted get, doesn't right, get guilty right. and then what happens if they don't give him that much time so the fact that everything went and there wasn't you know another like huge protest where you know it, it got crazy i think with i'm thankful for for sure yeah. and you know the the whole thing for me is just how do we take steps to move forward to have a common sense way of trying to minimize these situations as much as possible. Cause there's always going to be the one-offs and there's always going to be, you know, these type of, uh, you know, things that happen when pe- when cops have, you know, the power over your life in certain situations, but overall, what can we do to, you know, make policing, you know, more, you know, better without the whole like defund and sense social work. Cause I don't believe that's going to be like <laughs> the thing for it, but you know, I do think that there needs to be changes made and hopefully, you know, the country moves forward to make those type of changes. Right. Right. Well, rest in peace to George Floyd. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that um, his memory uh, continues to keep um, people on their toes, you know, and make sure that we we recognize the problems that we have and we, we always continue to find ways to solve them. Well what said. else? What else is that? Um, I don't know about sad, but all the the serious, you know, with all the Olympic trials going on, oh a couple gosh. things popped so let's off get, with let's that. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So let's start with the smaller story first. The girl who she was standing there, Gwen Berry. Gwen Berry. Tell me. So Gwen Berry. So this was the Olympic trials, and the thing about the Olympic trials is everybody's from the same country. Right. So <laughs> all the winners, well. all the winners have the same national anthem. <laughs> and so they don't play it after every, um, like whenever they do like the medals and whatnot, yeah. they don't play it every single time. Cause it's the same anthem for all of that. So okay. they have like a specific time when they play the anthem. And, um, you know, that is what, uh, you know, when they play it now, for some reason, um, the anthem was played, I think, 10 minutes later than the time it was specified. Mm-hmm. And when it was played, happened to be when the women's hammer throw ceremony was going on. Yo, before we before we get into this, yo, what is a hammer throw? It's the ball with the chain. With the chain. And they you never seen Matilda? Uh, it's not in there, but <laughs> the, principal, <laughs> the, the principal Matilda was famous for the hammer throw. You know the shot. What? You know what shot put is? Yeah, yeah. When they so turn they around, put and a, they throw it. Yeah, so they put a chain on that shot put. Yo, don't ever say chain to me. I'm okay, just kidding. But we have to describe it. We have to use English words. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> I can't. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Go. All right. Low hanging fruit. Uh, but um, all right. So they but, put the slaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So it's the they add a chain to the shot put, and then they swing it around, and you throw it, and then whoever throws it the farthest. So you're turning them around, turning them around. You're using your whole body, so yeah, it's like you spin tornado it. spin. Just like 
You ever play Super Mario 64? Bro, you got an iPhone. Just look at, uh, I mean, a smartphone. Okay. You got your little droid. Look it up if you need to. But anyway, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> called you out so hard, bro. Um, you got so your little you droid. Your little bum-ass rock. Yeah, so. Um, so. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so anyways. So I'm going to look it up, man. So Shut this, up. So as, so in her, so she didn't, she was told that the anthem wasn't going to play while she was on there. But it ended up playing, and then she, instead of looking at the um, flag and you know paying his respects like you know the other two uh, people on the on the podium were doing, she ended up like looking straight into the audience or whatever she was looking at, and it's just a, a picture of her not necessarily you know um, uh, celebrating I guess the anthem and then she's she came out and stated you know the anthem doesn't speak to her, for her people and you know it was in further interviews she said you know uh, Francis Scott Key who wrote it you know was talking about slaves and didn't you know there's a third verse that you know is about slaves and whatnot so the anthem doesn't speak for black people so that's why she's not you know celebrating the anthem so the did she get first third Girl. So the 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 question becomes: All right, well, the, the dynamic is: Are we letting third placers talk? Right, but so one, she's celebrate. She's representing the United States in the Olympics, right? So she says she doesn't have anything against the United States or anything like that. She has against. She doesn't feel like the anthems it represents her community, which is the black community. So. That's where the debate is. So, so is she in the Olympics? Yeah. Uh, um, is she in the Olympics representing Black Twitter? I mean, you're you're the black person. You got to speak on that. I didn't even know her. I didn't even see her at the cookout, so I don't even know. Her. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, there, there. The difficult part about this is I gotta, I can't necessarily stand for for that. Here's why. Number one, you didn't get first place. Okay, we don't let third places talk. Next, if you are going, this is so annoying. See, I don't if you, think hold on, hold on one second. If you're gonna sign up to play the sport representing the United States of America, you gotta imagine at some point they're gonna play the song. This is the most lit song for America. Okay, they've been playing it without a trap beat for 200 years. Okay, <laughs> they love the song. They be stopping in the middle of Walmart just to sing it. They love it. They're gonna play it. They're gonna sing it. They're gonna rap it. They're gonna do something at the Olympics where they are representing their country. Right. So did you think it was just not gonna happen? So I think the thing is, you can't go to the Olympic thing and then be like, yo, I'm here supporting America, not black America, America, and then be like, I don't even stand with that. Yo, make a choice. Make a choice. Either I'm going to represent y'all or I am not. Now, here's the thing. She could, because I think she was wearing a black activist shirt or activist athlete shirt. Mm -hmm. I believe they were. You it can do both. Activist over athlete. Okay. You can do both. I totally get that she is not happy with the situations that are happening here in the United States. I totally get that. But I think that uh, the way to... Uh, the way to remedy that is to not turn your back on the nation that you're supporting. It's just odd. It's you're supposed to represent the change that is coming. 
You are the change. You. So you have to represent what America is going to look like tomorrow. So if you are turning your back, you're not making a change. You're abandoning the movement. So stand there. Represent the country that is paying you to go there, that are giving you all the resources to get this platform and do show off your shirt. Put your fists in the sky. Do something that is representing that, yo, I'm here, but I'm also representing what this place could be. But when you turn your back on something, you're essentially saying, yo, I'm here just to glorify myself. And I'm just utilizing the stuff that this country gave me to get into this position just just so that I can turn my back on it. Yo, if somebody didn't, if somebody used me to get somewhere and then turn around just to trash on me, bro. You're not on my team anymore. And you got third place. You can't even swing a chain ball. So you're upset with the way that she protests. Yes. You can protest as much as you like, but don't do this weird thing of like chasing attention by turning your back and looking, making weird faces and stuff. It doesn't make any sense. So if she just would have stood there with her shirt on and her fist in the air, you wouldn't have had a problem. No. So how is the type of protest different? Because I think that I think that when you are turning your back and you're making weird faces and you're you're showing like ugh gross ugh nah right that's that's saying I don't support this at all mm-hmm. but you represent the thing you support so it's just like saying um it's just like saying oh yo this place is trash and I'm representing that but I'm not representing that it, it's not sending a, a clear message but if you get there and you're they're playing the anthem and the two other people are putting their hand on their heart and you put you show a victorious sign of yo I am here I'm representing the place but I'm also representing my causes and I'm showcasing that I am not on the same level as y'all I'm appreciative for the fact that they brought me here but I'm also trying to make these changes that's a different way of sending that message but when you're turning your back on the establishment that has put you there then it's like then what are you doing there you had every opportunity in the world to just not be there see i just agree you're either okay with protesting or you're not now if there's like oh you could protest but only in this way then it's not a protest at the end of the day if you want to protest pro the you should be either okay with any type of protest or not okay with any type of protest being like oh well the fist in the air i'm okay with but taking a knee i'm not okay with or fist in the air i'm okay with taking a knee but i'm saying like you're deciding that one protest is okay another protest is not okay no my eyes it's like I don't ag- necessarily agree with um, with just like protesting in general in that way because I don't necessarily think that what she's stating is true for whatever reason. But I'm cool with us being a country in like that you could protest, protest however way you want to protest, and then your words need to back up whatever it is like. You made this, you got to a level where you have a platform, whatever you want to do with that platform you do. Now, I think I agree with you. I think it's weird to want to represent your country and then do something which kind of makes the rest of the world look at you, that look at the country and be like, right, you know, you're yeah, embarrassing the odd. country that yeah, you're representing. Weird. But I think that would be done in any type of protest. I don't think that, <clears throat> I don't think that hand in the fist makes the world look different than not you know not looking at the flag during the the national anthem at the end of the day but she was making like odd faces too no right that's what i saw it was like a, a look on her face like frustrated like 
frustration. But she's saying her frustration came from feeling like it was a setup for her. Oh, come on. Nobody set you up. So that's what she believes. Now, whether it happened or not, I'm I'm more keep I think like you, like why would somebody want to set up the third place shot uh, like hammer thrower in the women's, you know, yeah, yeah, why single her out out of out of everybody? You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. But she thinks that because she had the shirt on and all this kind of stuff that they postponed it just so that it timed up, no, with, which I don't do think, that. you know, to me. To me, it does seem a little clout chasing, but at the end of the day, when it comes to actual protesting, I don't think there's a right way to protest, a wrong way to protest. I think that a protest is just a protest. I would much better people use their platforms to speak about certain things like, hey, you got you represent the country. Everybody's looking towards you. Say whatever you want to say. Any of these athletes that want to say whatever they want to say. Great. You have your platform. You built that. Do whatever you want with it. But I, too, agree. Like, I don't like I think that when you're representing at the Olympics, you know, you have I don't know. It's a a way of unifying. Mm -hmm. And so I always I I always feel a little bit <coughs> weird about when there's these protests at sports because I think like sports is one thing that really unifies people. Right, right. And it's to make that political yeah. is just, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just like it's nowhere, there's no like safe space as far as like being able to just enjoy and be cool without having to talk about politics right, and all right, that kind right. of stuff. So that's where I'm more against it. But I think the biggest protest is just winning. Protest is winning and then speaking your mind when you have a million followers, everybody's listening to what you tweet sure. or what, what you do and all that kind of stuff. So success is the greatest, you know, success yeah. builds the platform where you could actually make those changes. So I agree. So I'm going to tell you why I feel a little bit weird about how it went around. So I think that people's language um, dictate what what they're trying to say. And there's formal like formal verbal language and then you have body language and i think that um i think that her body language did not showcase the message that she was trying to send that's why i feel that way it's not that she's wrong in protesting i just feel like when you are trying when you're on the world stage mm -hmm. your message must be clear so to me when i saw that and she was making the faces and she's turning her back to me she's she seems like she's saying yuck i hate this place don't ever align me with this and that's the message that i got i didn't get protest i didn't understand that she was protesting i just got that she was like i'm black i don't support this country this country hates me period point blank period so to me that doesn't say protest that just says like yuck i hate it i hate this here you know but then that's also why i think that a lot of times that's what's wrong with our society is we see an image and we just make our judgments based off of that image versus going in and out because you didn't take the time to let me hear what she has to say and why she did this. Right. You right, didn't but do that's that. Research. The that's the moment that that's the moment. That's the moment that you created for herself. True. But and then, she, and you have to be a clear communicator. No, nah, I don't think so. It, it's certain. Well, I mean, obviously a clear communicator is important, but it's not like she was, it's not like this was planned <laughs> for her. So in her mind, she was the national anthem wasn't gonna play. So she was just standing there with her um, with her shirt on, and that was just what it was gonna be. Then the national anthem played. So in your mind, if you're like, oh man, in your mind you're thinking, oh man, they told me that it wasn't gonna play. Now it is playing. 
the look I don't think was protesting necessarily the anthem as much as y'all are trying to play me like a fool. And that was the face that you saw. It's like, yo, I'm irritated by this that that you guys did this. I and mean, then I it became a moment. Now, should she have the composure and the the foresight and the mental, you know, uh, awareness to be like, yo, this is going to be a viral moment. What you're doing is going to come off this way, this way, that way. I don't know if she's calculating all those things in her mind at that right, moment. I understand. And so, like, I think in her mind, and that's why when you go to the interview, it was less about I hate this country. She didn't. She said, I, I, she said, I, I don't hate this country. I, I don't understand. hate the flag. All these kind of yeah. things. But I get what you're saying. Like, okay, well, but maybe you only get. The, my thing is like impressions like not not everybody is gonna go and do the research and google your name and do other stuff you get you get you you get that one shot to be in the spotlight and you gotta make you gotta make it right you know what i'm saying because people are gonna be judging that moment right and that's reality at least you know and and it's unfortunate to say but but like sorry you know we're not all gonna just run to go research you so i think that when you have a moment you know just you know, do your best to to effectively communicate what you're trying to say. You but know? the problem is there's no real way in any way to communicate based off of a moment, based off of going viral. Like, we've seen this in so many ways, especially this past year, of, like, clips being chopped up, put on the Internet, and then this becoming the moment when... You know, you chop out the minute before, the minute after, Mm -hmm. which puts everything in perspective. But people just run with the moment without doing the research as far as what was this conversation about? What was the point that was trying to be made? What was the context in which this was being said? So I disagree with the fact that we need to normalize just it's on the um, I don't think that I think it, it, it sets a really bad precedent, um, even though I agree with you that it is the precedent that we just go off of a visceral feeling and then make our choices based off of that. I think we need to normalize, hey, let's, before we make, uh, like, spew out an opinion, uh, cancel somebody, or, like, start making judgments on somebody, let's try to learn a little bit more about the situation Mm -hmm. before we just react. Because a (laughs) lot of people are getting canceled. A lot of people have been... You know, our, a lot of people have lost friends, lost this, lost that, off of just moments versus actual, it. like, conversation and trying to see the other person's point of view and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I agree with you. When you look at it, and if you're somebody who's like, oh, she's disrespecting America, she's out here, like, she hates America, all this kind of stuff, I get why you could read into that. But then when you actually hear her, you're like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't what it was. It was more about... Like, I I think you're actually kind of saying what I'm saying. But, like, to me, like, that's why I think that being an effective communicator is that important. Not everybody has the luxury of getting a second moment. And so making the most of your moment is that important. Because you may get a hundred million eyeballs in that one moment, and then a hundred thousand on the one, on the one after that. And you have to recognize that we're in a day and age when people are going to take those quick moments, and they're going to do what they have to do with them. And then after that, people are going to have their their reactions, and they got to keep it moving. So when you get your shot, be prepared. That's all I'm saying. Just be prepared. And that's what I'm saying. Like you're, we're we're kind of going around in circles. She wasn't prepared because this wasn't. Something that was planned. Hey, man. So she got to think about all these things. I don't know. Like if you're told if you're told this is not going to happen and then it does happen and then the camera's in your face when bro, they do bro, it. Let me ask you this. 
you're you're gonna uh, 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 do stuff in the Olympic and throw chain hammers. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that you're never expecting to be one of the people that are gonna be there when the anthem plays. You're telling me that in the Olympics, you are expecting you'll never be one of the people in an athlete activist T-shirt that you're never going to be there when the thing is playing. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying she was specifically told that the anthem wasn't going to play when she was up there. Understandable. But at some point in time, it's going to play. So when you wear your T-shirt, you are telling me you're prepared for something. You're preparing to be the person that you're. You know, you're preparing to be the face of a movement. So when you, when you are prepared to do one thing, you better be, be quick on your feet. That's all I'm saying. You know, just maybe, because- but I, I think that we can't hold people to perfection. I think she had a human moment. Unfortunately, that human moment it went viral, and I don't I, I don't beat her up for it. Like at the I'm end of the day, like for her, but I just I, want you I, know. I think uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, I listened to what she said along with what she did. And, you know, gave me a better understanding. Now, do I agree with it or disagree with it? I don't agree with it, but I also don't. I, I also believe that in a free country, you, our, the freedom that we have in this country is she has the freedom to yeah, protest in whatever way she wants to protest. So. Absolutely. She definitely has that. Um, I, I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, just to close this topic out, I just um, I just I just I just am looking for effectiveness. You know, when you decide that you're going to be the face of something like remember when juicy smooths smooth days said he wanted he was the gay tupac <laughs> remember when he said that right. he had a plan like he was like all right my plan is i'm prepared for what's coming up next i want people to look at me a certain way he thought he was going to be the leader of a movement so for him it was like this situation is going to propel me to be the next this that and the third right. so for me for me when you when you have it's, it's literally just when you have the spotlight on you, you have to start thinking about these things. If you are putting yourself into that situation, just imagine at some point in time, you are an athlete in a global sense and you are representing a country. At some point in time, the song is going to play. Right. Okay, so just be prepared. If you are the activist, act, act, athlete, whatever, just think about it. Just think if it just so happens that I'm in this predicament. From here on out, if I, if that's who I'm, I say I am, the activist athlete. What am I going to do? And that's all I'm saying because the history de- is defined by quick moments, very small blurbs of things, and then after that, people keep it pushing, right? And people will use small moments and small sentences and small things to argue with you. And if you don't know the whole truth, in fact, you might lose that argument. So that's all I'm saying. Make the most of your moment. I'm not asking you to be perfect, but I'm just saying if you are putting yourself in that position to be the activist athlete, make the most of that moment. That's all I'm saying. And uh, hey, do you know who got first or second place? No, exactly. But you know her name, so she did make yeah, but it's not. But it doesn't. It doesn't resonate like the right way. Maybe, but at the end of the day, if you're talking about did she elevate herself in a way above? most everybody else in that Olympics, you know, there's two stories that basically came out of the Olympics that everybody's talking about. And she's one of them. So it was it perfect. No, but I mean, at the end of the day, she's still getting talked about. So I mean, getting talked about like no, Mm. no, no, uh, you know, negative press is still, you know, Whatever yeah, it is, so yeah, I I I don't necessarily have that um, frame of thinking. I I think that when you get talked about, um, 
You know, because we could easily uh, a year from now, like you ask me who she is, I'm gonna be like, yo, did I meet her at a party or something? Like, I, maybe you we'll know. see. She's gonna go to the Olympics now. She'll probably have a lot more support. A lot of the, um, you know, she'll she'll people will reach out to her image consultant, PR guys, all that kind image of stuff. Image, what you mean? Whatever, like whatever people <laughs> get go behind these type of movements, yeah. and then she'll like it'll yeah, be bigger. She'll, she'll be better. Yeah, maybe she'll do it a when, little bit. Believe different. me, when they talk about her at the people are going to be focused on the women's hammer throw because they want to see what she does. Because she, you know, she better get first place. Yeah, I mean, right, she couldn't right, get right. first place even for us. So I don't mm-hmm. know how she's going to be able to do that for the whole world. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> Hit me with the next story. <laughs> uh, so the next story also came from. The Olympic trials, Shikari Robinson. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before we get into that, there's like a there's swim cap story. What about that one? No, talk to me about that one. Okay, so the group of swimming people in the international world, whatever. Oh yeah, so, yeah I know what you're yeah, talking they about. They said that like the swim cap for the for Afro hair, like yeah. bigger hair, is it doesn't f- conform to the natural shape of the head, so they're not they're not allowing it to be the, the official swim cap for the Olympics. They're saying nobody could use it. So nobody, it's a black-owned yeah, black company that created this specifically for, you know, um, black hair, I guess. Um, and the Olympics are banning that. Yeah, correct. So they're saying that this is racist. Yeah. What's your thing? Go on. <laughs> are there a lot of are there a lot of athletes that need it? Shoot, I don't even know. So I, I didn't even know black people was one. You don't right. on You're boat. racist. On a boat. You're racist. Thanks for watching. Um, it's been a great episode. <laughs> so, anyways, like, so I don't know too much about it because I know sometimes it's gonna is going to be considered racist, which maybe it is. But then also I know. Like these boards are mostly going for a competitive <laughs> advantage, so they're looking at it as a as a standpoint. At least from what I know, is this giving people a competitive advantage, a non-competitive advantage? Yeah. Is this that? So I don't know about all those type of things. Yeah, what's the benefit of having it? Not the benefit, but what's? Do you get an advantage for wearing the other cap versus the one that conforms to your head? So I saw an image of the cap. At least I think I saw an image. The cap. the cap is like larger and it can hold like a lot of hair. Now, I have seen athletes, female athletes with like, you know, Afro hair that they just kind of braid it back and then they put the regular swim cap on. All right. But I guess like if you want to style it a certain way, like let's get you get the bigger twist or the bigger whatever. I don't know. But you get the bigger hair. It's made more for that. Because you, you can just take your normal hair and braid it or put it in a ponytail or something and use the regular cap. According to what I saw, I don't think it's impossible to put the regular cap on. Now, these folks, I think the Olympics is all about e- the most equal opportunity so that nobody could say cheating, cheating yeah. or this, that, and third. So I think they're viewing it from everybody needs to wear the same type of thing. Right. Okay. And so... Uh, like no competitive advantage, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I can, I, I, I'm not gonna say I could see why they would say that because to me it's just a swim cap, like it's just a, a cap, you know, just put the, put the thing on your head. But at the same time, that thing was big, so I, 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 I could, I could honestly see somebody jumping in the water, that thing just fly off your head. It was that big, so I, I, I can kind of see if there's one that there is gonna stay on your head, 
And they're like, we know this one stays on people's heads. And if, let's say, like, I'm pretty sure this is not the first time there's going to be black swimmers. If they never needed the bigger cap ever, then they're like, why, why do we need to switch? You know? And it also maybe sets a precedent if they let this one in, then what's the next thing that they have to let in and the next thing right, they have to exactly, let in? Exactly, exactly. So I can see it from that side, but like I said, I have to see what the justification was because all I saw was the headline that said, black owned swim cap company gets banned from Olympic trials, which is already framing it like this is racism, right? Right, so, right, right, right. So but I, I just, I don't know. I'm sure there's know. more nuance to just being like, yo, this is for black people. Nah, we ain't got yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, I don't think you it's that. I, mean? I don't think it's that. <laughs> I, do, I do get it. Like, if I was making swim caps, that would be my headline too. Like, These racist Japanese people said that we can't, you know. And then I would just try to make my money. But hey, I I, I could kind of see it from the perspective of like, yo, if we've never needed this before in the past, right. then what do we need it for now? So um, it's unfortunate for those guys in the business, but um, I'm, I'm sure they got more press now. Like yeah. at the end of the day, it you know, have been just play. things that get canceled end up doing. You know better So yeah, now exactly. probably more people Will support them Just because You know yeah. they feel like Oh the Olympics Isn't allowing them yeah. Black owned All that kind of stuff People go support Yeah Alright so whew, Let's get on to The Shikari story So Shikari Tell me her last name Robinson Richard, Robinson I Okay I, I kept saying Richardson so It Shikari, might be Shoot Damn are we racist <laughs> <laughs> we out here yeah. about No Robinson Robinson Okay so Shikari Robinson Placed first So now we can talk about it Because she, she plays first she, okay, she plays first Okay yeah. We talk about winners on the show And okay. she was breaking records Like she is probably the favorite To win the gold medal Damn. From the US Damn Alright So she plays first in the trials Is that correct? Olympic trials in So the she Olympic won trial. yeah. Okay so she plays first And then Made the Olympic team she and then uh, she made the Olympic team, but then the Olympics turned around um, and drug tested her. And Which they do everybody. They do everybody. They do everybody. And she unfortunately failed the drug test uh, for uh, uh, marijuana yeah. in her system. Now, a couple of things have happened. First off, she has lost her mother recently, her biological mother. I noticed that they keep saying she lost her biological mother. I'm guessing this is not. Who raised her, maybe. Who raised her or something like that. But it's still a very traumatic situation. Right. So, we, you know, I, I, I'm so sorry to hear that about your mom. And, you know, hopefully everything. You can find some sort of healing. Um, so her mother passed away. And I and I get. And she heard it about it in an interview. She heard about her mother passing away in an interview. Right. So it was like, whoa. Right. So she goes home and in a, in a, in a form of self-medication. She takes a weed brownie or a weed cookie or something like that, and she ate it. And then she failed the drug test, and they gave her three months. She took a course, and the three months went down to one month. Right. <sighs> so she's out of the individual, but she still w might be able to be eligible to run in the relays. Okay. So the argument is the argument that weed is a performance-enhancing drug. It's a banned substance. It's a banned substance. Now, there are so many arguments here. First off, they're saying it's because she's black, which I'm going to just throw it out there. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's yeah, not. No. Okay. The second thing is they were saying that Ryan Lochte and Michael Phelps, they tested positive for some stuff. Michael Phelps, you remember he was smoking weed in like mm -hmm. 08. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, 
Michael Phelps was six months off of anything. Right. Right. And he still lost endorsement deals. He got banned for like three months. He had to suffer consequences for that picture. And he actually never tested positive either. Well, here's the thing that people aren't putting nuance into. Sure. So it's not that you can't test positive for weed. It's you can't test a positive in a, in a limit that means that you ingested or took that weed the day before an event. Yes, yes. So if she had small traces of weed from something she did a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever, no she wouldn't have been banned. This was primarily because she did this a day before the event, the night, the day before the event. All right. So I'm going to tell you guys a story um, that happened when I was like 19. And and to preface this, people are saying the weed, the this, the that, blah, 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 blah. It should, that's such a dumb rule and all the stuff. Let's take it back to competitive advantage. Right. Okay. That actually swings both ways. It's not just about who can win. Sometimes it's about who might lose. So when I was uh, 19, I went to this high school function and it was a track and field event. And there was this kid who was like crazy fast. But. I guess before the race, he had taken like a toke or two of some weed because I, I guess he was like nervous about the race and he lost and was like, if I didn't have the weed in my system, I took it. But he's like, mess me up, blah, blah, blah. And so the, the coach actually brought him in and said this in front of everybody. They were like. This whole situation could have been prevented if you were just completely natural, right? The thing is, it's not it's not about you. Damn, how did he say? It? He said it's not about you doing like smoking the weed and then losing. Because if you never did it, you you would have lost fair and square, right? But you're turning around saying it's the weed that stopped me from performing, right? You're using it as a crutch. Yeah, exactly. So the the coach was like. Bruh, don't do anything. The hard work that you put into trying to win this race is what's supposed to help you win this race. And then if you lose, lose gracefully because you lost naturally. Mm -hmm. So for me, well, after I saw this, I was like, I get it. It's not about substance. It's not about performance enhancement. It's not about any of that stuff. It's just to avoid any situations where somebody can use it as an excuse. So for me, if you are doing if you are operating in the olympics you got to be naturally gifted work hard for it naturally do it the right way right for me i don't even think they should be able to drink caffeine before the whole thing like just do it naturally so i understand the rule i get it people like weed and people feel like it's not a big deal but it's not about weed it's just about your ability to perform period that's the reason why they're testing you it's I'm pretty sure the, the people who are overseeing this know you're not going to perform better on weed, but they're just making sure after this whole thing is done, you don't turn around and say, well, I had a brownie the night before. That's why if I didn't have that, this, this, that. like, no, everybody wins, wins the way that they win and they lose the way that they lose. So the one thing that I'm actually very happy about is the way Shakari responded. Right. The woman is very classy. She's a very smart girl, and she she knows that what she did, she did it, and she should not have. And she, she wasn't in the yeah, you know, she was not in the right state of mind, and she did something that she wasn't supposed to do. Is it wrong? No, it's not wrong. 
in in a in our like moral sense no right. it's fine that you did that but just know like when you are performing in the olympics they have this rule for a specific reason it's not a new rule and it's not a new right. rule so when you sign up to perform you know what's happening right and i disagree maybe with the sense that like you know it's there so that people can't make excuses as well i don't think i think it's just an antiquated law i think you know we i, I don't think this is going to be a law or a rule four years to like within the next two or three olympics the weed ban will be taken off because now more and more people are getting understanding of what marijuana does you know and all that kind of stuff it's already becoming legal in so many states it's going to be legal and it probably won't be a ban so. in the future that's what i think however the thing that i took from this is you know just in general as far as because i don't think her taking this brownie or whatever cookie whatever it was or even if she smoked it i don't know but i don't think it takes away from all the hard work she did because Absolutely. you don't get that fast and and you know that way without sacrificing all this kind of stuff but at the end of the day rules are rules and a lot of people have lost jobs that they're well qualified for probably better than other people mm -hmm. but because they messed up in a drug test or messed up in a background check or whatever it is mm -hmm. it disqualifies them so it's not a new thing you know no, what i mean it's so it's not just based off of your abilities that gets you a job or not it's also going to be based off of some life choices that you've made absolutely, as well absolutely however the thing that was the most upsetting to me about it is that man can we stop normalizing drugs as a way of a coping mechanism absolutely so that was the biggest thing is just like you know the fact i understand that like it was a traumatic situation and she's dealing with things and you know however way you feel about weed whether it's a drug or whatever the case may be it's just like why why do we need a substance to be able to cope with it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. why can't it, why couldn't something that you know was so important to her this olympic thing was taken away because weed is a coping mechanism for us mm -hmm. instead of being able to cope with just being around friends being around family like talking to people whatever it could have done to not need this drug as a coping mechanism mm -hmm. and i'm not anti-weed like if you smoke you smoke whatever the, the case may be but i am anti being dependent on something or needing something that like you feel like you can't get through it without this thing and i think that that's the thing that's upsetting because she's she's already a super disciplined person she works really really hard for her to be as fast as she is and the level of athlete that she is that doesn't come from just natural ability that comes from work ethic right. and all these kinds of things but unfortunately that little bit of lack of discipline as far as like needing this thing in her mind to feel like she needed to cope with this situation mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. me that was like man i wish that you know people around her would like and the thing about it is like so many people come in and be like nah let her run you know gabriel union is like let nah, her run, all this on, kind man. of stuff. and i'm just like what are we doing like why are we instead of being like instead of being like we need to change the rules like why don't we normalize like accountability and being like yo let's not need this stuff to cope you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. let's let's try to figure out other healthy ways of coping that doesn't re re revolve around alcohol, weed, pills, all these kinds of things, which is kind of what people are saying. Yo, it's just weed. It was a coping mechanism. But all that's, this kind of that's stuff. one of my problems that I have, too. When you nobody had a problem with this. Two weeks ago, 
Nobody nobody turned around and said, yo, before we start this whole Olympic thing, we should remove the weed rule. Right. Nobody said that. Nobody said that when homeboy got caught. Nobody said it. But it's like when it affects somebody that you like, it's like, ah, this rule is dumb. And it's like, wait a second. Let's just be fair. It's like the Cosby thing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just be fair about what's happening. In this culture that we're in, if you decide to do something, you give up some of your freedoms and a little bit of your liberties to sign on to do somebody else's event. Okay? It's kind of the same thing that um, the tennis player, the lovely young lady. Um, uh, Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. To play in this event, you got to do some press. Why? Because the press brings in the views. The views brings in the money. That's how we pay you. Right. So to participate in this event, you have to give up a little bit of your liberties to do the thing. That's how we make the money to pay you. So for me, as much as I totally understand that she didn't want to do it, then don't do it. But when when it turned around and uh, and people were ridiculing the companies for saying like, all right, well, if you don't want to do it, then you can't participate or whatever it was, or we, we fine you. To me, it's like, well, if you're, are you participating in this for free? Or like, what are you doing? Right. So if if you, you have to understand the rules and the the situation that you're getting into if you you're not the olympic board or the olympic committee or whatever you're just a participant in it right and it's all across the board everybody's following the same rules so if that's the rules just recognize before you sign your name before you say you're going to participate take accountability for saying i understand the stipulations and i will follow them too that's why i say i really respect the girl because she came out and she said yo look i know what i did i'm a human i messed up she was not in the right state of mind, and it's okay. She's going to come back, and she's going to kick butt right. the next time she does. And I think the big problem is our our culture turns around and immediately says, when it's one of ours, all oh, the rules was wrong anyways. And it's like, bro, tell me the rules was wrong before anybody signs up for anything. Right. Check not it. when it's convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make it just like this is just about us. Like, everybody gets punished. I believe Ryan Lochte had a 14-month banned for whatever happened to him so it's like don't make it convenient make it fair for everybody and there's a there's another young lady that's now gonna be able to run in the olympics and her olympic dream is going to be you know uh she has a chance now because she's gonna replace shikari and maybe she wasn't as fast as shikari but she followed all the rules she black i'm not my get money would be on yeah. That's right, <laughs> cool too. That's cool too. But, I don't it's know lit, for a lit, fact, but um, <laughs> I don't think there's too many white girls that are catching up to these girls in the in the race. But um, but let's just it's it's usually USA and Jamaica that are winning the hundred meters. So, so anyways, but um, we've been running. But, <laughs> but um, but yeah, but I'm just saying like that's all that's part of the rules and the thing that is upsetting is it goes straight to race and there's this dude that i follow his name's uncle hotep and he's like there's this people were coming out and saying this weed this weed rule is specifically um targeted against black people and he he's he's black as one he's like why is a weed ban targeted towards black people right why are we associating weed with black people like why is that a thing and so that's kind of where it's just like yo like to me it's like we're using racism to like defeat races or like doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, it's it, it is a little bit odd. Um I do feel for this girl, man. I feel for her and, and I, I saw the interview of her 
on USA Today or whatever it was. And, you know, she has an emotional voice, but she took accountability, which I think is a beautiful thing. And, you know, you're going to kick butt next time, girl. Take all the Nike money. Take all the monies that's coming your ways. You know, lace up your sneakers. Keep on practicing what you got to do. Because next time when you come at them, you're going to come for their head top. Right. And that's it. And it's ain't nothing else to it. And, you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. We love you, too. Um, another thing before we get off of this, another sad thing, sort of. Um, so the uh, Supreme Court, United States, they upheld uh, a, a voting right, um, the voting right law in Arizona, Arizona, Arizona yeah. where they said that if you're going to vote uh, and and you need somebody else to vote for you, uh, it has to be a caretaker or like a family member, something like that. You are you familiar with this? Yeah, I, I saw it. I didn't know the details about it, though. So that's what it is. So, like, it, um, they don't want just anybody submitting a vote for you. It has to be somebody that you are like, this person is okay to right. vote for me. So I've seen that this is there. a lot of people are saying, like, this is affecting minorities specifically. And I just wanted to ask, how? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to shoot this one to the minister of the border. <laughs> Do you know how that affects black and brown people? Repeat it. So if you are trying to vote and you're unable to go stand in the line to vote, you have the only people that can vote for you is a family member or a caretaker and they have to be listed as the person that is okay to submit your ballot if you're not present. Okay. And they're saying that that's... Voter suppression, and it is specifically targeting black and brown people. But it, you said it has to be family? Family or, or a caretaker, caretaker that or you caretaker. are that you are written down to say, like, this person is okay to submit my ballot. You already have to register that person. Yeah. In what city was this? This is in the state of Arizona. Hmm. You know there's got about seven black people in Arizona. There's a lot of Hispanics in Arizona. That's facts. So how does this prevent them from casting a vote if they're unable to go vote? I, I, to me, it doesn't. Like, my first instinct is to say it doesn't because the ones who are undocumented wouldn't be able to vote anyway. So what does it matter? Um, I don't know. That's I, I, I don't think it is voter suppression. There's no I was trying to wrap my head scenario that I it. could think of that would make it voter suppression. Unless for whatever reason you came and moved to Arizona by yourself. But even at that point, like, what are you going to do? Do only brown and black people move to Arizona exactly. by themselves? Exactly. That's the I, question. I see it as uh, actually I, I understand why they people. I understand why they, <laughs> I understand why the law is there. I totally do, too. Because it, it's. To remove the ability for bad faith actors, you know, like the, these um, activists or people to just round up people and like yeah. vote for them, basically, without them right. really like, you know, kind of taking advantage of people who maybe aren't that uh, politically active, yeah. but are just like, oh, you're going to give me, you know, a bottle of water so I could like vote or right, whatever. Right, you know? right, right. So it's, it's to make sure that that kind of stuff doesn't happen so but i really don't see i mean this it's the same thing for me like i don't understand why people think that needing an id to vote is is against minorities as well like to me you need Does everybody an here have an id of course Does everybody here know how to get one see of course Does everybody see. here have wi-fi 
Yeah. Yo, man, they starting to use this stuff to mess with us, man. And it's just like it's they just really like, are though. They playing with us. They're like it's like if they don't if a certain group don't get their way, they're just like racist. So I work at a bank. <laughs> I work I work at a bank, and your um, you don't have to be a citizen. You don't have to be here legally to open up an account. Okay. But oh, you yeah, do that's need a, that's a business. But hey, a private. No, no, no. But look. But what you do need is an ID. Mm. So uh, if you don't have an ID, we can't open up an account. So you and there's a lot of things that you can't do without an ID. So for all of a sudden voting being like the thing that's like, no, that's just crossing the line. Nah, man, you can't get into a club without an ID. Facts. You can't um, buy alcohol without an ID. You can't buy cigarettes without an ID. You know, you can't use a credit card most of the time without an ID. You know what I mean? So are all yeah. these things racist? Are clubs racist? I really feel like they're messing with us because I don't. Some of the stuff I just, I'm like, where is the racist part? And it, it's starting to mess with me because it's like, bro, they tell me it's racist. And then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Why? It's easy to use racism as a way to do the power grab. That's un. That's uncool. It's uncool because Here's now the, it's like, well, now we have to challenge what racism is, and then it's like, but there's real racism happening, and then we need to make sure that we're fighting the good fight and not right. fighting the Sorry. fight for somebody else's to to but win. That's, the, that's already like, there, bro. Man, if, I if see you some voted for Trump, you're a Nazi, man. You're fascist. All these kind of stuff. It's already out there, right? I mean, listen, man. <laughs> I just I just feel like it's not it's just it's difficult right now because they playing with people's emotions and just to get their way and it's like bro why don't you just not use it like take it out of the deck for a while don't use it just talk to people like they got some sense you just don't like it because you want you wanted to fake some votes just say it just say oh we was faking votes out here. We was getting people to submit fake votes, and now we can't do it as easily. Just say it, and we'll. So I'll support you. I'll be like, at least they said it. So yeah, let's support. I mean, it's fake not going to end well because it's a, it's a, it's something that's going to snowball out of control. It's already, it's already happening. You what start, is? So I don't know if you saw that. There's this, um. Uh, social media uh, like influencer out in the UK, this white dude who um, had surgery to look Korean. I did see that. And now he identifies as a Korean person. I did see that. He and changed so, his name and everything. Yeah, so he's transracial. So it, they, they, I'm sorry, I don't know what the. What They're the, calling it transracial. Pro, so pronouns are. It's um. Core Ian. And Rachel Dolezal. Came out in support, in support, and we all know, you know, remember who sucker. Yeah, we all know who Rachel Dolezal. So it's like, it's like, it's already. So it's like, once you make it okay to push that line, there's always going to be somebody to want to push it a little bit further, push a little further, push a little further. So just to not go too much off of a tangent, when you start using racism for everything, it it starts to lose its power to a certain point where there's going to be, there's actual racial injustices that are happening on an everyday basis, but they get lumped in with Jesse Smollett, which had nothing to do with racism. He created this whole thing, but because he put it under the realm of 
MAGA, white dudes, noose, all of these things that people are saying. And he said, oh, that it was racially and racially, racially motivated, motivated. Yeah. you had all these politicians come out and say and he almost got away with it except for the fact that he's bleaching himself and you know tying his own you know what i mean like it's just people are taking advantage of it that was the one very like big thing that people take but corporations are taking advantage of they it are, they, they know are. they could put pink uh, rainbow flags and a blm fist and all this kind of stuff and still do atrocities but they look like the good guys because of this imagery under that we are against racism mm. when it's just a banner for people to be like oh he's a good person that's a bad person type of thing right so like Mm-mm-mm. that's where uh, all of a sudden now it's gonna take it's gonna be um used it's going to get too powerful to the point where people that are using it right now in their favor are going to look at that and be like, dang, we have to be real careful with the people that we trust, dude, because the message, the messages that are coming out, they are, they are, they are, they're wolves and sheep, sheep's clothing. clothing. They are utilizing things that are painful and are affecting people on a day-to-day basis just to get their way. And it's so scary now that if I see him on the screen, <laughs> Yo, we're gonna come back, and uh, are we done with serious things? I hope so. Y'all see the trailer for the movie Karen? Oh my god! All right, we'll be back. <laughs> all right, we're done with all the serious st- stuff. It's lit out here. It's summertime. <laughs> what are you, what are some things y'all about to do this summer? Because summer is officially started. I like to think July 4th is like, that's the summer kickoff for real, for real. Memorial Day is the original one for people who's already in shape. If you still got if you still got a bad body by July 4th, this is you all summer. Period. So what are you guys about to do with your bad bodies? Uh, what's open? <laughs> what is open is the question. The state is open. California's open, baby. We'll see. What as you long mean? As it stays open, everything. What you mean? Man, they be talking about this Delta variant, like the airlines. Who is about scared, to, who's scared of the Delta variant right now? Not I. You only get on the Delta Airlines or what? <laughs> Cross. It come you, with it? You think we can afford Delta Airlines? <laughs> hey, Delta is a cheap one, man. Hey, you no, know, Spirit is the cheap Spirit, one. Spirit. Like, and Frontier, baby. And Frontier. You know about Frontier. I know about Spirit. You know you got to pay to keep the saliva in your mouth? You got to pay to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> they be having you on the plane holding like it's a train. Yo, what's what, what's, <laughs> wor- what, what's worse to you, Frontier or Spirit? Ain't they the same company? They are, but I think Frontier is worse. Frontier is worse. Yeah. I'm about to get on a Frontier roulette. I think oh, Frontier shit. has the hard seats, not the hard seats. Yeah, like the bus seats. Oh my god, with no gosh. cushions. <laughs> yeah. So if you ain't got a booty, your spine hurts. <laughs> and you know me. With my no booty having ass, so like that frontier hurts. Uh-oh. Oh my gosh! Yo, shout out frontier. Yo, and the seats don't recline or nothing. They're just like there. <laughs> oh, they're just there, my dude. Like they're enjoy. Rigid. That's why the tickets is forty dollars. Exactly. Yeah, yes. where you trying to go? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yo, it's literally like Greyhound up in the air. I'm pretty sure that they say, yo, if you got stuff in your pocket, you got to pay fifty five dollars. Yeah, 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 there's a weight limit. <laughs> we gotta weigh your bag And then you Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just to make sure Everybody fit right. on the plane They start taping you up We gotta put you under the plane Alright <laughs> right, But you over 250 Damn it You gotta sit the back No <laughs> But what do you expect When you pay 55.99 For a flight it's lit. Though. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get with the with the change in my pocket. Just save How me this some? flight to 
Florida more than me trying to drive the Orange County in my car right that, now. That's facts. Yo, I paid eighty eight dollars to fill my tank. Oh my oh, god, gas is ridiculous, bro. I saw it for five dollars the other day. Yo, but did you see that um, the White House putting out that ad talking about, hey, we um, saved you so much money on hot dogs and ketchup and all these kinds did of things. Did y'all see that? It was 16, uh, 16 cents. 16 cents. See, they were like, yo, last year wasn't, it was like a dollar ninety nine. This year it's a dollar ninety six. And that's all really thanks to the, the most the, uh, Buddha, the Buddha administration. Uh, yes. Yeah, the <laughs> yes. When I saw that, I was like, damn, you right, huh? My cream corn cheap as hell, man. Hey. It just cost me seven dollars to go to the store. I didn't buy a high bread, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I gotta walk four hours to get to the store. Oh, I hate walking, yo. I, yo, you know what's funny? I went I went underneath my bathroom, uh little cabinet. Looking for some gold bonds Because I was like I know I got some kind of powder up in here Because mm-hmm. this titty sweat is coming You gotta, oh you gotta be careful with that bro Yikes <laughs> It's messed up We're living in 108 degrees weather in yeah. Out here It's horrible out here So that's why I'm trying to get to the pools this weekend This uh, this, this summer I'm trying to get into the pools I need friends with pools I don't think I have anybody that has a pool I had a friend with a pool But they live all the way in Utah But I, I would take the drive Amen I would take the drive. <laughs> I get on that spirit flight. With a five dollar gas, you gonna My drive to Utah? Has a pool. You guys can come over. Your complex has a pool? Yeah. Well, it's a complex pool, so people be peeing in it. People be dookie well, well, You don't know what kind of. <laughs> I think you'll this, see that. This, this, this hey, man, you don't know. Hey, look at Chris. Hey, look at Chris comes to life to talk about dookie. Uh, I know. Hey, hey, you even see things on the border. But I'm saying, like, uh, <laughs> did you see uh, no pools? Yo, did you see? He's talking to the people on the fence. Yo. Did you see that video <laughs> of that dude at the bus station or something? Or the, uh, the oh yeah, he took his shit in the in oh the, the, the mop bucket. In the mop bucket. Oh did you my see gosh, that? I did see that. Yo, hey, bro. And he was ready to risk it all. He was, yo, get off my bucket. And he was uh, yeah, but <laughs> that, that dude, bro. that dude mid like whatever pulled his pants up and was like, yo. <laughs> He's you, I'm about do. to do this right now. Yeah. Like, I think he had started before he even got down. I'm saying, dude. I heard the sound of it. Uh, he was counting. Oh, <laughs> there was no sound in the video. What are you talking about? Hey, this dude is the nastiest when it comes to like wanting to listen to people pee, hearing like. <laughs> he said, like I heard people. it. Like, oh. <laughs> I did hear it. Oh you didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. There's no sound in the video, my dude. I thought there was. Oh my god. I thought there was. You can only imagine, though. You can only. Hey, man, I would have given him a little bit comes, of scraping. When it comes to restrooms and do, yeah, relax, doing relax. that bodily stuff, no, relax. you hear a soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're the only person here in a real relationship. Hello. What does the summer look like for a person in a relationship? Say it again. What does the summer look like? A summer. Yeah. I thought it was a summit. What does that mean? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, chilling. <laughs> here we go. No. So tell me about the city boy summer. Screece ain't safe. Screece ain't safe. <laughs> hey, this go. dude went to Let's one go. Asian party and all of a sudden, the screech ain't safe. And that dude's confidence is up like the temperature right now. He goes to one rooftop party. He don't know nobody. One rooftop. I, I lost six pounds. Screech ain't safe. I'm serving in one white claw. <laughs> and all of a sudden, skew. Oh, wait, I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That sound racist as hell to me. Huh? Does it? Anybody else black here felt racist? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god Yo I'm actually looking for I'm actually gonna have An actual summer Good that, Like I wanna come To this kind of environment Crack the Modellos Crack the stuff I'm more of a I've been trying to have yeah. a, a crack, crack the Coronas You know Popsicles You know I'm trying to have a, a kickback right here Say it again Otter Pops Otter Pops Otter Pops I'm here for Otter Pops Bullies You ever have a Bullies no, what, what is that? That are the two part You crack them in half mm. This is a Mexican ice cream You got two popsicles Yeah In your hand the one with the two sticks? Oh, no, I'm about to go in with there's the two, two sticks. There's the two sticks, too. Those are paletas. But there's bolis. It's popsicles in, like, a tube. And you crack it in the middle. And you have, like, two little. I don't even know what that is. Hey, you know they what the best that popsicles the were by the pool? You know, the, like, orange and the, the fire-looking like ones? Those are paletas. Those are, like, mango and some chili. Oh, the, no, the, no, it's no, the one that you got on, on your shirt. The, that's that's one of them. Okay, but he's. What are you talking about? The one that are like, they're like, um, <laughs> so they look like the sun. They're but not, they're popsicles. But they're not. They're not the Mexican kind. Uh, big pops or something like that. Yeah, you get them at all the like public pools. They mm-hmm, had them at. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that is. See, what I was asking. I first, like the SpongeBob with a half an eye. Mm. <laughs> you <read> Choco tacos. <laughs> you <read> that one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I want to do this summer? I want to play a lot of basketball. Yeah. You ain't you ain't out here shooting in the gym. Yo, listen, if you're trying to he catch this fade right now, you don't I'm, even I know. promise you I'll go air the ball up right now. I promise you, dog. Yo, that was a good Aubrey though. You know? That was a good Aubrey. Jeez, man. That was a good Aubrey. Yeah, I'm I'm there. I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> Take me I out. didn't even know you hoop like that. I I spent quite a few summers on the basketball court. Me and Frank used to play like crazy. I would love to hoop with you. Let's go. I'm. I, you know what I, I would like love to do? To watch. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> no, I'll be in there. Jump in. Because uh, I'm not very good at shooting. But back in the day, they used to call me Baby Shaq. Oh, okay. Because okay, there was. I don't know how to shoot. I will say that I shoot with the two hands and I just let it go. But <laughs> oh, you just a big body down low. But I'm a big body guy. I know how to block pretty good. Okay. Like if you were trying to throw them feet, you can move them feet. Yeah, I can move. And right. then I'm, I'm pretty good at running back and forth on the court. I I'm very really that it is. Yeah, I'm <laughs> That's facts. I'm also I'm also trying to play some football too. Ooh. Yo, your bag is not ready for your summer. Boy, <laughs> this boy needed a pillow just to sit on this chair. He talking about all these athletics that he's going. I got bad posture, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to the chiropractor. I'm trying to run a triathlon too. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, by the way, I'm taking Shikari's spot on the Olympic team <laughs> as the woman. I'm trying to throw hammers. <laughs> Give me a wig. What else are you trying to do? Kill me, Yo, kill me, kill me straight. We'd go to Home Depot and buy up all the hammers and be like, I practice in the Olympics. Right they now. told me it was a hammer throw. <laughs> I just start taking <laughs> I got it. No fat. And then just let them know, like, I ain't even buying the James. <laughs> I ain't had to buy it, man. Stop playing with, play with me. I actually have a uh, account that, okay, so you, you know them apps like Acorns? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the uh, wait. The ones that save money for you? Yeah, like they take the money, they round up the money from mm-hmm, whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have an app like that. It's like Acorns, but I'm not gonna say their name because they're not giving us the money. Yet. Right, right, right. Okay. Dang, they're really searching. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit you up, Kanye. <laughs> we'll see. Ne- I see you, Kanye. 
Kanye's in Wyoming. Nah, he got his. He got. He got it out here in. Uh, oh, that's facts. In the hills too. That's facts. In the hills. <laughs> you mean in the fire zone? <laughs> hey, 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 relax, 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 relax. So, uh, what was I talking about? You was talking about bootleg acorn. Yes. So I um I, I got the app years ago and I deleted it. It was like two phones ago, but I and then so I never had it. And I got an email that said your your um savings have been resumed, and I was like the hell. Savings been resumed. So I get on the app, I download it, I get back on it, and I got a couple hundred dollars in there. Let's go. Just chilling. But the name of the account, because it said, like, how much are you trying to save? I was like, I'm trying to save $10,000, and it tells you why. And at the time, that's what I was trying to do. So the name of the account is the chains must be released. The chains of debt must be released. And I have a picture of me as a slave. (laughs) Wait, you created this though? Yes, I created oh, okay. it. Oh, there you go. Was, Good thing yeah. you didn't say this app name. No, no, no. And and then, and then, sorry. No, no, I Dude, created like, it. And this. then I guess I was, I was probably going through something deep because I was like, I have, I'm a slave to this debt. So I was like, every time I look at this, I'm a I'm a try to be Juneteenth up on out of here. So My dude's been I, watching a lot of Confederate History Channel at that time. I don't even know. I don't even know what year it was. But when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, this is aggressive. <laughs> I was like, well, damn, uh, <laughs> this debt really was hitting me in the face. That's nuts. Yeah, so they round up $2 every time I purchase something. Over how many years? Uh, shoot, maybe like four years or something like that. And you only say the $200? It's a few hundred dollars. In there. I mean, ain't going to say how much. But oh, you ain't going to try for that in the streets? Nah. You want these ladies enough? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you why. So I was talking to somebody the other day. Yeah, okay. All right, so Here we I, was, go. I was talking to him at the pool party. You know, hey, I was at the pool party. The Haitian hoop pool and party. I was talking to Shorty. I was like, yo, what's up? You know, what you want for your birthday? And I was mm. telling her. She was like, a proud of bag. Uh. I was like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's after I was bigging myself up. Yeah, I mean, I got a little company. I mean, hey, little something. You might have seen some of my work. My little song. You, you ever dropped that line? You might have nah, seen nah, some. Because I know they didn't. <laughs> There's, there actually have been some people in Vegas who saw a commercial that I produced, and they be like, oh, "I saw your commercial." And then, but then, like outside of Vegas, people like, "Yo, you ain't nobody." <laughs> so I, I was talking to Tug, and she was like, "You gonna give me a proud of back for my birthday?" I was like, "Girl, hell no!" Nah. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, "I could get that." I googled it because I don't know what co- I don't know what anything costs. How much is a proud of back? Twenty five hundred dollars. I was like, "Yikes! I'm out of here. The chains have been put right back up on me." And I left. Uh, What's so, the other bag we were talking about? The Doofenshmirtz bag? What's it called? The what? Um, the Parka? No. The Birkin. Birka. Birkin oh, bag. No, we, ain't Birkin. Getting, we ain't getting nobody no hey, can, can we can, can we move into a bigger conversation about what we're talking about right now? Yeah. All right. So, you guys know who Lamar Odom is? Oh, <clears throat> yeah. You hear about this? I heard about it. Chris, you hear about this? <laughs> I did not. Okay. So, Lamar Odom has... Uh, a baby mom. I don't know the baby mom's name. I don't know if that's important for the story. But anyways, she has come out on social media trying to air out Lamar Odom about not paying um, for like child support in a way that continues her lifestyle. So Lamar Odom has come out to defend himself and say, "My our kids are old now, older now, like over eighteen. I'm giving money to my my child directly now." 
at 18, it is not my job to take care of this woman's lifestyle that I'm not in a relationship with. Right. I take care of my kids, not take care of the woman. So my question is, you know, because you start a lot of these athletes, musicians, and just men in general, I guess, when you're dating somebody, you create a certain lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. Birkin bags, Prada bags, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Is it, but say the relationship is no longer there and you're paying child support to um, the woman and then the child becomes of age, right? <laughs> 18 years old now is considered an adult. Mm-hmm. Is the man that's been paying child support obligated to, to continue no. those payments, no. to continue that lifestyle. No. All right, he's not paying alimony. Right. All right. Y'all paying child support. Okay. It's alimony is different. It's in the word. Child. Support. Okay. So here's the thing there's multiple la- layers and levels to this Lamar Odom thing. Number can I, one. Can I say one more thing that she's sure. saying? So she's come out and said that you have created a certain type of lifestyle for me. <clears throat> And that, or maybe I'm maybe I'm conflating because there's another clip that came out. I think I saw it in academics where the woman was talking about how you create a certain lifestyle for me. That's a different thing. Okay. That's blue jasmine. Oh, okay, we can oh, talk I about that. But I feel like it's all kind of the same thing, right? So it's a woman that feels like the the man is still obligated to create a certain type of lifestyle for them, mm-hmm. even after the relationship is over. This is obviously the child become an adult, and the other one was just a breakup, right? So okay, let's talk about the Lamar Odom thing first, because I, I I'm actually familiar with a little bit of that story. <coughs> Lamar Odom drained his college his kids' college funds. Who's he took like seventy grand out of their account for college? Wow. Okay. So it's not only that he owed he owed like ninety one thousand in back child support, mm-hmm. and they, the story came out because he had that fight with Aaron Carter, right? And he made forty grand, right? And the the woman was like, "Yo, you just made some money, you gotta pay," and he was just like, "Bro, I'm broke," and she was like, "Figure it out," because he not only was not paying, he was also taking money. He, okay. He drained the kids' college bank account. He was draining their like. All this other stuff. He was taking money. So he had already owed. And mind you, child support don't just go to the woman. Child support goes to the government. Child support goes to the government. It's a business. So as much as I would like to be on his side, I think that he's just also very irresponsible. Like he he told the story of how he blew a lot of money gambling and he had to ask Kobe Bryant for some help. Right. And it's like, bro, there's a little bit of a pattern here. Right. I'm not gonna just support you just because you're a dude and we're talking child support and we don't want to accountability you know, is accountability. Yeah, like you got to step up to the to your role as a father, as a man. Don't be draining your kids' college. Yeah, that's that's stuff. foul. You know, I so that's know a, that that's a whole different situation. So I'm not saying I'm standing with her. If she's saying that you got to pay for my lifestyle, then get a job, okay? But if it's truly about the child, then I'm sorry. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do as a dad and as a person. I think he made over 100 million dollars as a basketball player, right? So, he, made a, he made a good amount of money to play basketball. Yeah, so he 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 has a a pattern of things that kind of are a little troubling. Okay, you know, so I I will say that I'm not gonna just jump out there and say like I'm against him, but I do think that he's got some therapying that needs to. Yeah, happen. some accountability needs to come through. Absolutely, yeah, he needs I, accountability, buddy. And and she actually she actually laid it out like she said that he drained ninety seven thousand out of one account. Both of the kids' um, college funds was drained he took a lot of money 
So he owes money that from child support, and he owes money that he just took. Gotcha. I didn't know he. I didn't know he owed money. I thought this was like he needed. She was saying he needs to continue to pay. Now the blue jasmine thing. All right, lay that out. Who is she? First of all, I don't know who Blue Jasmine is. She's just like an IG thought. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a model. <laughs> she, he straight away IG thought. So you know which way this is gonna be leaning. <laughs> there ain't no bell gonna be thrown to Blue Jasmine. You can already tell by the intro. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Blue Jasmine with, with with no e. She said, "If I'm dating you." And you upgrade my lifestyle. You give me a car. You get me a luxury apartment. This, that, and the third. When we break up, why can't you just keep on doing that for me? You upgraded my life, which means that you got it. So just keep getting it. I'm not going to go backwards because you don't want to date me anymore. Mm. Nah. No. Blue Jasmine. How you feel about that, Kelly? Blue Jasmine. <laughs> I want you to understand something. Chris Rock said it best. Talk to Okay. Men can't go back backwards sexually. Women can't go back financially. Okay. But here's the thing. If you ain't giving him the sexual part, you're going to have to go back the financial part. Yikes. You see how that works? Yeah. He ain't your daddy, and we live in daddy culture, don't we? <laughs> we live in zaddy culture. Oh, you got to get me this. You got to get me that. But they so quick to say that they bosses, huh? They so quick to show the nails on the Mercedes, huh? Here we they go. so quick to show it off. <laughs> what are you good at? Talk to them. What are they good at? Only fanning? <laughs> Yo, OnlyFans is about to switch over to just putting regular content out. hoses out of business. Look, first of all, at least if she has an OnlyFans, she's working. So I'm mad at her for that. I don't think that's what this girl's doing, though, right? She, I think she does have an OnlyFans. Okay, so then she can't pay her own bills? Mm-mm. See, here's the thing, y'all. Y'all can't be expecting everything for nothing. Science says something can't come from nothing. Okay? <laughs> Even if you can't see it, something is there. Just like air, baby. Just like heat. You can't see heat, but you feel it. That's why you wear deodorant. That's why you got to take a shower. Am I wrong? You ain't wrong. Okay. Keep talking. This culture of men got to pay. Men got to provide even if I'm doing nothing for him. Got to add. This summer. (laughs) (laughs) What? Go ahead. Go ahead. The war on these type of people. Mm-hmm. Is gonna rage and the providers will prevail. Would you ever finance a woman like that? So let me, let me, I don't wanna cut you off because you go. So here's my thing she considers elevation. You got me this, you got me that, you got me this, right? Yes. yes. But I don't necessarily (laughs) consider that elevation. Hmm. Because if I elevated you, I gave you the tools to be able to sustain this lifestyle on your own. So if I've just given you these things, right, because we're in a relationship, these are ways that I am going to, 
you know, these are the perks of being with me. If you're no longer with me, you don't get those perks anymore. Mm. If I am working at a certain company mm. and they give me health insurance, mm. if I'm no longer working for that company, Speak. can I still get the health insurance for them? This guy's an Indian king. Are they still going to be putting money in my 401k if I don't work for them anymore? Come on, man. So why all of a sudden If you are Treating this relationship As a transactional relationship Mm. Because clearly That's what she's treating it as That's right Well then Once the business is done Are there still transactions? Hmm The war on thoughts I I put this on her You created this relationship You created these Surroundings These barriers You defined this relationship As you gave me these things Facts You created this like I am your employer. Yep. And you are my employee. And what's her value? But if you're no longer on the payroll anymore, <sighs> you ain't cashing no checks from my, from from uh, Sunil Incorporated. That's a fact. <laughs> you found her? What is that? B L U Jasmine? Mm-hmm. That, that's the sound about right. Why are you no it's funny because, research because because I, I actually i actually am following her because i went to a page afterward i was i was trying to find out like wait why is she getting interviewed who is this is she important so i i went and i followed her she had like twelve thousand five. how many has she got now okay she so she got a lot she got double the followers right right so i was just trying to figure out who is this is she an important person so i went and i followed her, her page was private Ooh. So I submitted my my request And so she accepted And so when I went on her page I started finding out Oh this is truly her She's really about this Like if you provided this for me 10 years ago You gotta keep this up That's crazy Where is the accountability You're not valuable to me anymore Blue Jazz I guess she she's like If you with me You live with me for life One way or another Put a ring on it See the the culture that we're in right now, daddy culture, zaddy culture, zaddy culture. It has to start favoring the payer, or there has to be some kind of clause where you could get out of it. Oh, you got to be able to get out of it, right? The funny thing is, none of these people are getting married, Mm-mm. so there ain't no legal contract with the T. That said <laughs> that you got to stick around for now. This dude should just eat Victor. Was she still there? She's still living with him? I think she was upset because he did it, Victor. Oh, see, there you go. See, these ladies think just because they got nice whatevers, nice hair, they got the BBL. What is the BLB? BBLs. Let me think of the word BBLs Because they got the BBLs They got the stummy stuff Stummy stuff They look and I Then we owe them something Y'all can't put sentences together I blame Cardi B Whoa Wait a second <laughs> Yo You mean the presidential interviewer? Yeah Why are you blaming Cardi B? Because Cardi B I think Is the the spokesperson or the first person, the face of this whole scam movement. Yes. Okay, that's not her. You're talking about the city girls. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Cardi B loving hip hop. I'm not talking about just Cardi B the musician. 
oh. Cardi B was oh, the we person. We know that he'd be watching this. You know, <laughs> you know, for research purposes. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, you gotta, you gotta be connected to be able to do the type of Big J journalism we were doing. Um, so, anyways, like, um, she's the type of person that's like put a value on your, put a value on your WAP. Right, and so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay for this type of stuff. City Girls came after it, Megan the Stallion, all these type of things. But Cardi B was like the first type of person that was really about like. Can you give me a lyric? I, I, I'm not really get. I don't. I'm not putting it because the City Girls. I know the City Girls were flat out saying, "Oh, we about to scam you. We can get your money." And in fact, one of them girls went to jail for scamming. <laughs> so, well, I mean, Cardi B's <laughs> talked about doing that back in the day too. Did she? Yeah, she was dragging up dudes and st- stealing their money and oh, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, she, she talked about that. Yeah, so like she got to go right yeah, there next so to I Robert mean, Kelly. And and I'm not I'm okay with that because she can't get out on the stipulation. But what I'm <laughs> but, what, <laughs> but what I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is the this empowering women into feeling like hey know your know your value, but your value has a monetary. Uh, value versus how you're being treated right so you could be you're, you're basically looking at this as what am i getting from this monetarily superficially my uh, materialistically versus being treated a certain way right they're not mm-hmm. talking about in the music if you cheat on me i'm leaving you type of stuff it's like if you ain't paying my bills i'm out now listen I think that this movement is actually growing. Because have y'all seen the cancel cater me movement? Y'all seen that? No, nah, what's that? So you, 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 no, no, cater to you movement. Cancel cater to you movement. So you know the song. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, they, I'm, let they me going at the beehive? Yes. So you know the song. Let me cater, cater to, to you. you. Yeah. You saw body rolling when you hear that song, Damn. right? They don't like it because they're saying that the woman is catering to the man. Right. Y'all gotta stop hating men, and they hate submissive women, right? They they hate the woman that wants to be take care of their husband and kids. Don't be over here scared of a moth, bro. No, no, I'm thinking because oh, you okay. saw um you saw Anthony Mackie on Wendy Williams. He was like, "My girl, if if I'm out there cutting the grass, I I gotta come inside to a sandwich." People was like, "Yo, cancel him, cancel his show." That's crazy. Don't give him another shield. It's over. That's crazy. Now, I will say he said it a little bit weird. You know, since I've been listening to y'all tell me about how weird I am, he, <laughs> he said, oh, you got to make daddy a sandwich. I was like, bro, that's weird. Okay, don't say that out loud ever again. Okay, but I did understand when he was like, yo, if I'm out there making the money from cutting, if I'm sweating to do stuff for you, then I'm going to expect a couple wifely duties. For sure. And I do understand that. Now, if you don't want that as a man, if you don't want that, that's cool too. But if you want that and you know, like, this is what I'm looking for, that's fine. There's and women out there that are going to cater to their man. So the whole cater to you movement, cancel cater to you, this is the first time where they're like, yo, we don't even care that it's Beyonce. We're not catering to no man. But what are they, what are they gaining out of that? Liberation. Okay, but then... And that that if you're not catering to the man, then catered. See, so see, this is what I'm saying. Like, cater to you is. I don't think they're singing that song to somebody who isn't taking care of them and is isn't reciprocating in certain ways. What else, Right. So, like, 
it shouldn't be like catered to somebody that isn't treating you right, isn't taking care of you, isn't like deserving of that. I think that that I understand that. But if somebody is treating you right, is giving you a certain like at, at a certain point, what is your like you say, what is your value to the relationship? So if somebody's going out there bringing home the bacon, now you expect them to cook the bacon, like, hmm. like set the table, all this kind of stuff. Like it should be a 50-50 partnership, whatever way it goes. If the woman, if the roles were reversed and the woman's cutting the grass, I think the man should be inside making the sandwich because oh, it's facts. a partnership. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this scenario, the man's cutting the grass. But if the woman's outside cutting the grass, the man should be going in there making the lemonade, making the sandwich so that when the woman comes in hungry, tired, whatever it is, there's food already ready, Yo, drinks already there, all that kind of stuff. Go ahead. Would you let your girl cut the grass? Me, no. But. Curl? What do you mean? Like, if the actual. Not, not let. Let me, let me make sure I'm not saying, like, would you let her? But I'm saying, like, because if, if she, she was like. Mower, yeah, like, if, if she know how to use it. I, go, let me go for it. Uh, you mean, actually cut the grass? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know. Details. Border control. Oh, my God. What you want? You said you you know mind her getting on the um what do the white people call it the Tommy horse or whatever the D- John Deere the what? John Deere the Tommy horse you know what it is <laughs> you know you that you know that Kelby never cut grass a day because in his life. I know <laughs> I used to use the uh, I used to use the wand Deere like I was actually pulling it I was pulling we it with my dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was black I was black as hell in the sun push. push Pushing the thing, but Chris mm. said, but Chris said you said you said it was okay for her to go out there and cross the grass. What you gonna be doing? Why not? Obviously, she also come to grab. We just had a conversation. I'm gonna be inside, made lemonade, made sandwiches. All right, listen, man, I'm a mean cook. Look, there's there's multiple ways to navigate <laughs> through this situation. Look, relationship fifty fifty, and he is the only one that's conti- cause like being with a girlfriend. So hey, whatever. We should You thought it was Tommy Horse. Nobody likes you. He's been, no. he been with the same girl since he was seven years old, man. Yes. So like, right. so like, look, listen. I think there's multiple ways to have a relationship, and Chris obviously is having a successful I'm one in the reverse way. It. And neither of us own one of them lawnmowers. So <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chris hires a dude named Jose that cuts his grass. Nah, <laughs> Chris be hey, Chris, Chris be at the border g- g- bringing people in to cut his car on no. a regular basis, man. Chris, Chris, what you want? So let's say she got to push the lawnmower, okay? And you got, yeah, I mean, you got a yard, okay? And she's like, and she's like, I'm gonna go outside to cut the grass. You just chilling on the couch watching. I mean, whatever you watching, anime. That's <laughs> so. So you gonna be like, I right, for sure. No, I'm gonna say if you want to do the front yard. I'll do the backyard. Mm. If you want to handle that, I'll take care of the trash. The trash! If you want to handle that, I'm going to take care of cleaning the house. Cleaning! You want to take care of the outside? I'll take care of the inside. That boy said the trash. Symmetry! Symbiosis! It's not the same thing when she out there. When she out there. So make the point. Make the point, Kelby. What you trying to do? What you trying to say? If my girl tells me, all right, I'm going to go outside and cut the grass, trust me, I'm going to say, I know what you're trying to say. Give me the John. Give me the deer. I will go do that. You could go clean house. Fine. Because they're not going to say that. But what does she actually want to cut the grass? They don't. Girl. What if she wants to be they want the a gardening garden. type? They want a garden, yes. but they don't want to cut the grass. Okay. Come on now. Who says? 
Huh. Now that's on you. I think, the I think the type of woman you're dating is different from maybe the type of woman that nobody likes. Me. Huh? <laughs> I said nobody likes me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so for me, because you won't let them cut the grass, bro. Look, All right, I'll fine. tell you the type I'll of the type, the type right of, down, and I'll Grubhub food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's all about like what, what what you're looking for. So I think there's certain men that are cool with. The, the woman being the breadwinner and there's certain women that want to be I want to be the dependent on myself I'll take I don't want to be dependent on no man all that kind of stuff and I'm successful enough to where you know you can handle the household duties and stuff like that and it works it works for that, ah, that is, but it's different. a different type of personality right that's kind of different would you date a girl that's making three times what you're making uh would I date her so, I, like seriously though I mean I would I, I, that wouldn't be a negating factor to me. However, I feel like in that situation, the relationship just wouldn't work. Why? You have to be an extremely <laughs> three confident. times. Ten. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be extremely. So she's making ninety thousand. <laughs> 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 okay. Was this Rachel? No. No. Because oh, I'm in here. Nah. What uh, you trying to say? You got uh, this, bro. Yeah, nah, that's it. <laughs> right. We had so a great show. <laughs> uh, anyways, so what I'm saying is like, so I think that the type of type of women that are making, you know, that type. So I'm thinking, if you're making three times money, she's making a lot of money. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I don't know what I'm making. But anyway, so like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so Start anyways, on. so I, so you have to be an extremely confident dude. Secure in yourself to be able to date a woman like that because the type of attributes and skill set and things like that that cause a, a person, whether the male or female, but especially a woman in that in that realm, comes with certain personality traits. And those personality traits tend to be independent, tend to be um, alpha, tend to be, um, you know, about their business. And they also tend to be people that are very well, like, out there in the sense like they have a lot of options if my girl is making three times one of me she is never lifting a finger in that house i'm the wife i will and the husband i will clean i will so cut, the grass. cut the grass i will cut the grass but also if my wife is making twenty thousand dollars less than me i will cut the grass i'll do a lot of things but at the same time too like there has there does have to be a level of uh 50 50ness but i will recognize some things that i don't I don't. I wouldn't want to see my girl doing, like cutting the grass for me, being outside doing all that stuff. Gardening, you could go garden, but if you, I, I'm pretty sure you don't want to go cut the grass. I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you don't want to go cut the grass. Right, I'm pretty right, sure right. you don't want to put the trash outside at 10 p.m. Right, right, you see right. what I'm saying? So it's like things like that where I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna let you. If you want to do it that bad, go ahead. But I will take control over that. I I find it hard to believe that a woman that's making three times what the man is and the man's just in there being the housewife that, uh, or like the houseman husband, um, <laughs> that relationship is going to last. I'm telling you, man, alpha women want dudes that could still be dominant masculine people. You got to elevate your game. If you are catering to her, she's going to get bored and bounce. Okay, I think that's I think that's different. I could definitely date somebody who's making three times more than me. But I think home responsibilities is different than finances. So 
What I'm saying is you got you can't succumb. Those people want extra confident people. Yeah, yeah. That so I agree with you. I think that you can't be the victim of that. You can't be like submissive and right, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, no, no, no. When I say that, I'm gonna still be in the house like all right, here's the story. Now nah, this is not how I'm gonna act. Disclaimer. <laughs> I already hate this. Go ahead. Uh, I don't believe anything that's coming out of his mouth. This is when y'all people crawl. So I was at the I was at the garage. Getting my guard face, right? And dude had brought his girl to the shop. And so the girl was there, she was talking to me and whatever, you know. <clears throat> so he came back to me trying to tell me like what's up with my car. And every other word he was trying to say, his girl was butting in. And so he was like, yo, so what's happening with your car is? And she was like, yeah, so what's happening with your car is? And, like, she did it, like, six, seven times. He turned around. He was like, shut your ass up. Go take your ass. Go sit down right there. I was like. <sighs> was she doing it, like, to help you or just yeah, to mock she, the man? No, she thought, like, she was working on my car, too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And he was like, shut up. And the way that I saw that that woman looked at him with love, she got turned on. She oh, she turned right around. She was like, "This chair, daddy." <laughs> yeah. I shall go sit right there. Mm-mm-mm. And I think like if, if she was making that money and he talked to her that way, not to say it's a good thing, not to say it's a good thing because I was appalled, shocked. But. I think that if you know you're replacing a relationship and you know, like, yo, she's going to make the money, but in the house, she, you, she's still, like, my girl, then cool. Then cool. Who do you think makes more money? Cardi B or Offset? Uh, right now, it's tied, but very, very soon, Cardi B is going to be making more money. Offset, right. For sure. Because I would think that Offset has to split his. <laughs> Cardi B keeps all of it, right? Um. Yeah, uh, uh, offset splits, but the Migos have been around longer and they can collect bigger bags. But Cardi B, in about a year or so, she's going to be making more money for so, sure. But I still think Cardi B says it, that she wants a dude that kind of can dominate. You know what I mean? Like, be oh, great and sure. all that kind of stuff. So she's more into that aspect. The type of person. Right. Yes. So I think, so I've dated a girl who was more successful than me at the time and all that kind of stuff. And... The thing that was when when it was working, it was when my confidence was the highest and I was being alpha and control and all that kind of stuff. The minute I I started being more submissive or like, yes, exactly. That shit was done quick. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying like somebody who's making that much more than you in that realm. I think they're- Well, why did they switch? Um... I think it was just more like, I think it was just personality differences. I think for for me, I don't want to be constantly like feeling like I got to put somebody in their place. At a certain point, I'm just like, all right, do what you ever got to do. Do what you want to do. Because I, at least in this relationship, she was like a cons- habitual like line stepper. Like she, her personality was to like see how far she could get, like instigate, instigate, instigate till she like, till like you did something to be like, all right, put you back in your place type of thing. Right, not oh, like man. physically and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm but she would like, put you the line. So, like for example, I'll give I'll give a scenario, right? right. So this is when I was in the east East Coast, right? Okay. So it snows and all that kind of stuff. So she was at my she was at my place. So it sucks, dude. It's super cold outside. It's snowing, sleeting, all this kind of stuff. But 
you need to warm up the cars to like go to work and all that kind of stuff. So I got up, I was like, yo, you take a shower, get breakfast ready, all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna go warm up the cars, wipe everything off, all that kind of stuff. So I went down there, did all the kind of stuff, um, got the car, like all that kind of stuff warm. Came up, she was still in bed watching YouTube videos. <laughs> right? What did I say? And so I was like, I was like, I was like, yo, I was like, what are you doing? And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, we gonna be late. If 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 you were gonna still be, I would have gone take a shower and done all this kind of stuff. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Went and jumped in, took a shower real quick, all that kind of stuff. And then like later, she tells me like, yo, that was hot. All this kind of stuff, right? But like, I'm just like, but I didn't, I could like, I didn't want to be, I couldn't be that way. I'm that's just not my personality. All Zahara, the zaddy this summer. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell him. It's going to be a white boy song. Continue. That's it. I'm just saying, like, for me, I just... Oh, you didn't like that? It was cool, but it's just like, for me, I just naturally, my confidence wasn't alpha enough for it to continue. Like, I just... That wasn't the type of relationship I always wanted to be in. You know what I mean? She's looking for a dad. Nah, I think she just needed somebody who was much more Dad-like. secure and confident than I was at that point. But... If she's like, you know what's hot? You telling me what to do. You know mm-hmm. who tells people what to do? Dads. Okay. And bosses. Who is your work dad? She's looking for a father. Maybe. I guess I wasn't a father figure for her. So what do you... Mm. It could, wasn't a 50-50 could, situation. Could, That's could, what I'm could, saying. Could, could, could you do that? Could you go in the house? Yo, I said make me some toast. <laughs> I'm like, give me a hundred dollars. Yo, get your <laughs> yeah. get in the kitchen. You just make me a peanut butter and jelly. Nah, I be like, I need some help with my electricity bill. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you want the lights on? Help me. <laughs> so you can't? Are you the daddy figure? Nah, I'm too easy going with everything. That if there's like there's an issue, I'm like, all right, cool. We gonna miss the show. There's another one <laughs> 30 minutes after We're not like that Because when we was in Vegas And we was trying to get The uh, rental car I was right. like Nah Chris Let's go to the other line Chris was sweating bullets oh, We gotta get back home We also <laughs> Didn't have a way home So yeah. <laughs> you know I said trust me Two different things Are you at home now? I am home now Yes yeah. But we also yeah. got the home very the same day We uh-huh. also got the very Very last rental car That they had but, uh, I made they away. weren't supposed to give us Alright 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 Relax. So, anyways, let's get back to the topic that we were talking about. I was, I was daddy Vegas in that moment. But, um, so, Neil, I hate talking about Vegas because he knows it's about the boys. <laughs> it was about the boys, and the I hate when the boys are fighting. First. So, that's why I'm trying to break this up. No anyway, fight. so I think that in a relationship, it should be about how we make the other person's life better slash easier. Right. So there's different realms in how you do that. So if you are the provider and all that kind of stuff, then the way that you make the other person's life easier, better is by taking away maybe certain stresses that might be outside of the workspace or whatnot, right? So that person's life is easier because, hey, their bills are getting paid by the provider. The other person's making the other person's life easier by making sure the house is kept a certain way, the food's ready, like, you know, making emotionally supportive, all that kind of stuff. I think that's the healthy way. Now, whether the man or the woman plays those roles, I think is up for the type of personality that that person has. For me, I don't know if I would like naturally want to be in a situation because I enjoy being able to take care of my girl. 
and I would want her to take care of me in the ways that she could take care of me. So you're looking for something a little bit more traditional now. For sure. That's at least my personality, for sure. Um, Years ago, I wasn't able to handle somebody who was making a lot more than me, but that's because she wanted a lot more than me. Her lifestyle was very different. Oh, we talked about it. Right? But I think if they make more than me, but we have similar traits as far as lifestyle... Then it's cool because the money is the money is different. How you spending the money is the reason, is what I got a problem with. Right. But if you're making you know a half a million dollars a year and you're living like a normal person and you're and you're not expecting me to want to live the way that you live, especially pre marriage, because the money is going to come from me. Like what the things that we do, I'm not expecting you to pay for me and do all this kind of stuff. So I'm going to have to try and match you, and you got to recognize like I can't. Right. But if you can, if you have that level head on your shoulder, it's laid out here. Let's fall in love. <laughs> Let's fall in love. <laughs> Man. So I, I, we'll see. Blue Jasmine, good luck to you. Anybody here Anybody here would pay for OnlyFans? Nah, I ain't paying for nobody's OnlyFans. So I, I'm I going mean, on Reddit and trying to watch that for free. <laughs> they're not all on Reddit. That's the worst thing. <laughs> Stupid um, Serena's husband. We'll <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. Yo. I'm trying to get Blue Jasmine. Hey, we talking about BET Awards or what? Oh, yeah. Hit me with it. So I didn't watch them. I just saw certain, <laughs> I just saw certain clips and whatnot. But I heard a lot of drama. I just heard it was a lot of black I think, people. I yeah. Avoiding. So, I mean, I was I was paying attention to black Twitter from the outskirts. And I saw there was it was a very divisive Awards, it seemed like. Oh shoot! Tell me more. I'm not even it sure. just—I mean, I was hoping you could, since you are in that community. Oh shoot! Damn. Put so it just seems like okay. Uh, t- give it to me so I could get off on it. So it, it from what I think the debate was was it it seemed like the imagery that was presented, and maybe specifically like Lil Nas X coming oh, out oh, of the oh, dress, oh, stuff okay, like that. Okay. Some of the performances were a little bit. You know, it seemed like there was a certain agenda that was being pushed, supposedly, quote unquote. These are the terms that are being used. Like I said, I didn't see it, but it seemed like there was a portion of black Twitter that said that this doesn't represent all black people. Black people. And why are they <clears throat> using this as the imagery of what a black man should be, black woman should be, certain things like that? All right. Let me put my thoughts together. So. <laughs> Here's what I saw I saw Coyla Ray And her non-binary friend Presser was there <laughs> Is he saying he's non-binary? I don't even Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's saying he's a man <laughs> I don't even know I saw that it was there The big perk um, I saw that the, the, the three amigos was there and I did see the clip of the Little Nas X performance. I did not watch the whole thing. So I should state that before I state my opinion. Okay. So the Little Nas X kissing a guy on the stage. Naturally, it's going to set people off. All right. Now, me as a person. Okay. The first thing that comes to mind is like the two white ladies that was kissing. Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow or whatever with the other white lady. Britney Spears, whatever. Britney Spears so, and Madonna. Whatever. Why was Brennan's fault to be on this? <laughs> what, 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 what are you talking about right now? What? I don't what? even know. But the two white ladies was kissing, so everybody's like, this is okay, but I don't like the black people kissing, the black men kissing. Yo, look, man, I ain't even like that. 
I didn't like <laughs> what the two white ladies was kissing. Okay, I didn't like it. But the the little Nas X thing, listen, little Nas X has proven to be a type of person who he is playing a very specific shock jock type role in the industry. Okay? There is nothing um there is nothing that little Nas X is doing by p- p- doing this as a performance that is making people go, yay, gay. Like, I just don't see it. I think that he's playing this role to just keep his name hot and it's lit out here in the streets so we could talk about him. So his response could be like, I don't even know why y'all upset. Yes, you do. You created the entire thing so that people can get upset. You, you think that you're t- like, come on now. Whether it's his idea or the label's idea, I don't know. But they are creating this so that people can get upset. And guess what? A year from now, when they're like, oh, yeah, we used to be seeing people tongue kiss the devil, they're going to be like, he's going to have to do something else. He's going to have to do something else. So it's lit right now because he knows it creates a response. He's trying to be provocative. Okay. There is no, no one is, no one is saying, you know what? I like the gays now because Little Nas X kissed a guy in an Egyptian garb. Nobody's saying that. So, clearly, he's just creating buzz because he can't recreate Little Road X, whatever the song was. What was the name of the song? Country. Country Road. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. (laughs) Country Road is wrong. (laughs) That's an old song. Sorry. Shout out John Denver. Yeah, appreciate you. He can't recreate another big, big, big hit. He's already tried because he had a song where they gave him the budget. Okay. They gave him all the monies and it just went nowhere. Right. The song came out. It did get views because I think like once you have a big, big, big hit like old, old country X, then you're going to the next song. Everybody's (laughs) going to be excited to hear it. But then after that, it's like it start tapering off. So he got to create something to get people excited. Do I think. That BET is trying to say, like, this is what the black man is now. First of all, BET is owned by Viacom. So it ain't even really a black thing. It's white people just being like, yo, here's some money. Go do your black thing. Okay? Here's some security because we already know what's about to happen. So I think Little Nas X knows that trolling gets views. His music is not even that great, to be honest with you. The song that the Montero song. It ain't even, it ain't nothing too crazy, you know, but the controversy, and you imagine this, the song came out maybe three months ago, something like that, Mm -hmm. the video when everybody was going crazy on the video, ain't nobody talking about it anymore. So they got to keep the streams up, they got to put him on this pedestal so that people could start talking about him again, and then, boom, I'm going to kiss a guy, and then I'm going to say, y'all didn't have a problem with getting a Paltrow, did it? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, (laughs) you got to create the moment. It's all a game. There's no, there's nothing that he's doing there to lift his fist up in the air for the LGBT community. I don't see it that way. I just don't. If if there was a guy out there who came out and was and I don't know said something and was just like, hey, yo, man, I support the movement, I support love, all this stuff, then I think everybody would be like, oh, this is a nice, respectful way to do it. But the way Little Nas X is doing, it's just creating shock. So, all right, create shock. He he wants us to talk about it. That's all he's doing. I don't know. I think BET is just like lit. Everybody's going to be looking at this clip. We're going to put ads on it. They're going to make some money off of it. Keep it pushing. Because Hollywood and the industry, they don't care about any of this stuff. 
They're just trying to make sure as many people see it as possible so Ford could get their advertisement off. So that can't, so that Walmart could get the advertisement. So that McDonald's could cut the check. They love Lil Nas X down at the BET. Yo, can you kiss another guy next time? Yo, matter of fact, can you kiss six guys next time? Huh? We'll give you 30 seconds to just kiss. Matter of fact, can you lick a nipple? Of course. They love it. The people who probably finance it don't, probably don't even like it. They're probably like, man, this guy's weird. But anyways, he's getting us 10 million videos. It is what it is. It's the industry. Now, I think that as black people, it it, it, it did. I, I used to kind of have a feeling like, dang, they're pushing this narrative and all stuff. But you know what? I think that you as a person has to. We got to start separating ourselves from what from what they want you to look like and just be yourself. Like, just be you. Don't worry too much. Not to say don't worry about it at all Because you know representation is important And you want to be represented The way that you feel is is The proper way However Don't put too much credence Into what the next person is doing Because if they're doing something And it doesn't match up with your lifestyle Then don't do that That's all I gotta say Don't do that Don't do whatever that guy's doing If you feel like it ain't you Go out there Be yourself And say If if that's what they're doing That's what they're doing I don't I'm not aligned with it And let's keep it pushing Well said I have no opinions I didn't even watch it Did you see him kissing? Yeah You didn't like it? I didn't feel either Any type of way about it I feel like Right now (laughs) That's just what like you said, representation. I think right now, the LGBT community. This is their moment of getting having representation. They've. Ne- I don't think that. I mean, I look. I look at it because that's just one moment. But I see, you know, more and more commercials about it. I see, you know, obviously there's more legislation being talked about. It. It's more on the forefront of the conversation. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing at all. It's just like this is the this is right now the moment where it's. Important for a lot of people And it's being discussed and all this kind of stuff So that's great For so long it hasn't been on the forefront It's been like a taboo subject So that is being normalized I think it's fine You know what? Whether your whatever your opinion is on it Is moot to the point that Let it be out there Let, let it be a national discussion let, the, let it be normal or whatnot And then you know The next thing will happen when the next thing happens so I just that's what I think it is right now. Right now it's just I think it's not like I think it's com- it's commercially popular to be that way right now, if that makes sense. See, that's the thing. Like for me, what's commercially popular is just a moment. And if you really are trying to create a sense of like this is what our culture is, I think that just a sense of normalization is what is necessary, right? So let's say like. <clears throat> Um, let's say like interracial marriage was it, it was wrong, like it, it wrong socially. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the best way to showcase the okayness of interracial marriage is by showcasing the most shocking form of it, right? I think that the best way to showcase something that you think is normal, like this is totally normal. Don't let's not freak out about it. It's just to be normal. So when when we create these huge moments, it makes it feel like this is abnormal and that's not what the message is. 
that's why I keep saying, like, be a very clear communicator. For Lil Nas X, he knows that his message is not about I'm just an advocate and I'm just trying to normalize this. He just knows, like, yo, I'm about to get the clicks for this. I'm about to do this and people are going to talk about it. It's going to get my song hot again. But there are other people who I think are showcasing the normalness of this community of this community and this um this group of people and and it's not this like thing that we created for shock and we're doing it on the stage and blah, 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 blah. like it's it, it like but again I, i'm not saying i have a problem with it because i get this is job and i get it but maybe the people who are affected by this might have an issue with it i don't know yeah, I would I have to ask them. I think, but I don't book, know. But I could see through the stuff. I could see that this is just a viral moment, and it I, I agree with that as well. But I also think that I think that both are necessary, right? You're gonna need the the over the top thing to start the conversation, and then you know, there's also you know, hopefully there'll be you know more representation of like you said, normal or not. But I don't think I don't think if um, two straight people like. Uh, like two straight like a straight like say beyonce and jay-z were up performing and they kissed each other on stage i don't think there'd be any discussion about it actually i think it's a little bit different but everybody knows brian cranston is my favorite actor he was at a uh award show one time and he some kind of situation happened when he got up and he started making out with uh tina fey no um Julia Louise Dreyfus. And it was such a cringy moment for me because I was like, this is so weird. And I just I just didn't even like seeing it. Cause like I know he's a married guy. She's a married woman. And he was like trying to play this joke. But then I was like, maybe I'm the weird one here. But I get into the comments and everybody was like, yo, we do not want to see this. This is odd. Like it's it's it wasn't even really a part of what they were doing. I'd understand if it was in a movie or something like that. But they he just kind of got up and just walked up to her and just started blah, 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 blah. and it was just like, you know? And so for me, I'm like, it's it's a little bit different than when a married couple is on the stage and they're performing together and they you know, give each other a little kiss. It's like, okay, cool. You know? But I think that sometimes like some of the issue is just some people don't like public displays, displays of affection. Sure. And for me, I might be one of those people. Like if I see y'all tongue and stuff, I'm like, Ugh, nasty, you know? So I, some of that too plays up, plays a part. Sure. Um, so, you know, but I'm saying like, as far as moment wise, like, it is more common to see a man and a woman kiss on camera and it not be anything. Versus Depends a, on what you type in. Okay, we're talking about just nat, like award shows, all this kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. I'm oh, not talking about oh, okay. Henshe or whatever you say. Whatever you watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want another topic or you want to wrap it up? You got one more thing? Joe Budin and Alex... Alex Jones. Uh, I'm not educated enough to talk about it, but you you want you got something? Uh, I'm just. It just seems like uh, Joe Bunnen is starting to do a lot of like more is leaning into this whole white versus black thing, big time. So what kicked it off? Does anybody know? So Alex Jones came went on uh, Andrew Schultz show again, mm-hmm. and uh, you know went on there and all this kind of stuff and. I think Joe Budden has an issue with Andrew Schultz. I mean, we've seen that mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, all the back and forth on the podcast. It's because Andrew Schultz uh, said that Joe asked for $250 million. That, and I think that 
um, just there's always that beef between Charlemagne and yeah. and why like the, the camps and Joe Budden always took offense <laughs> to Andrew Schultz speaking directly to you know mm-hmm. being he thinks that Andrew Schultz is kind of like vulture in black culture or whatever or whatever. So anyways, he's talking about Alex Alex Jones being on on there and giving a play like. Giving a platform to a guy like Alex Jones, who obviously is super controversial, been banned on every single social media and all that kind of stuff. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's banned oh. on um, no Twitter, no Instagram. He can't be on any social media platform. Where's his show here? On his own platform. He has his own website, Infowars.com, all that kind of stuff. Oh, so I didn't even he's know completely that. independent. Wow. So Joe Budden goes off, says he's a white supremacist, all this kind of stuff, brings up DJ Vlad being another really? white person in the, yeah, all, all this kind of stuff. So going off the on, on these rants about white people coming into the black culture and, you know, being on these things and, like, it needs to stop, basically, kind of thing. Giving platforms for white supremacists, people being vulture. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about in the past that have made me listen to him less and less. So... Um, Alex Jones came back with a rebuttal basically saying that um, Joe Budden is a racist. He doesn't even know anything about Alex Jones, but just goes off of the talking points. Mm-hmm. And when there's real racism, like the people that Joe Budden supports, the big the big uh, corporations that he gets funded by and all these kind of stuff, which are actually doing harmful things to the black community, not just locally, but also overseas <laughs> in Africa and so on and so forth. Uh-huh. And so I'm going back and forth, but I was listening to um, my friend listening to this podcast. It's called Tea with Something. I don't know exactly the name, so I apologize. But (laughs) she brought up a really good point saying that she feels like Joe Budden has made some bad business decisions and he's starting to see his numbers dwindle. And he's blaming white people for it versus... um, taking accountability for his own decisions and so on and so forth. And the reason why he says that is Joe, Joe Budden has talked about Joe Rogan being somebody who's like alt-right and all this kind of stuff. He's talked about Andrew Schultz now, <laughs> Alex Jones, DJ Vlad, all these people who have consistently had these numbers that aren't being affected by any of this stuff. And then also um, T- Alex Jones was also on <laughs> T.I.'s podcast months ago. And Joe Budden. Yeah, podcast is still going on? Expeditiously, I believe so. Oh, sheesh. Okay. Yeah, I think it's actually a pretty popular podcast. But anyways, um, and he never said anything about it. So basically, I guess, how do you feel about this new stance by Joe Budden, which is super pro-black, basically saying, you know, why people shouldn't be in the space for, like, black people. Like, black people should be discussing black topics and shouldn't be giving platforms to... You know what I love about capitalism? <laughs> what do you love? That the market dictates the value. So, you you as a person cannot say, "Hey, the blacks, here is a white. You must consume." The market says, "I shall consume or I shall not." You can't say you're not allowed to have a, bl- a voice in the black community because you don't speak for the black community. Mm. The black community speaks for the black community. Now, I'm saying this as a response to what you said. I didn't hear all the stuff that Joe Budden said, but I'm just responding to what you said. I think that 
if this guy is saying things that resonates with black people, you just sound jealous when you're saying you're not allowed to speak. Why not? Black people like them. And if they decide one day that they don't like them, guess what they'll stop, well, guess what they'll do? They'll stop listening. So I did hear Joe talk about his numbers. He said YouTube is down, but Patreon is up, 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 up. The streaming numbers are up, 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 up. YouTube is down. I will take that as he says. Whatever. I, as a person who listens to the podcast, have a hard time listening to it right now. I do listen, and I try to watch the Rory and Maul show. They're both boring. They're both hard to watch. They're both missing something. Um... But there has to be a level of consistency when you are performing at the level that Joe Budden is. And I think that he's still trying to figure out who the hell he is and what his voice is. And also, he may seem he seems to be one of the people that has a hard time accepting critique. Uh, He's done a lot of the same things over and over and over and over and over again without adjusting his ability to. Uh, negotiate or adjusting his ability to close out something. Now, um, what's the, what's the name? Uh, Doc Rivers, the coach, the coach of the seventy sixers, yeah. right? What are those? What are the one? What is his biggest critique? Mid game adjustments. He doesn't know how to make adjustments. And I think that if this were a basketball game, that would be one of Joe's difficult things because he knows how to get something off the ground, but the adjustments is what keeps it in the air. So I think that as a creator and as a person of business, you have to learn that this is what this whole capitalism thing is all about. You must offer the people what they want. And or you have to create a problem that the people need a solution for. The market dictates. Period. The market dictates. So with this beef between Joe and Alex, it, it, I've heard Joe say a lot of things that are mis-undereducated. Uh, un, where it's like he said things, I'm like, whoa, this is, this is a weird take. Right. This doesn't make any sense. Um, but he will, he's not willing to listen to a different point of view because he's right. Eh, boom, I'm right. And that's one of the frustrations that I have with the show because he's not somebody who's willing to make adjustments. What's your forecast for Joe Budden and the Rory and Maul shows? I think Rory and Maul, the numbers are already kind of going down. Um, they, they're they not performers. You know, the, the Rory and Maul show, they will have an audience, but it'll kind of just kind of go down and they'll, they'll, they'll get 100,000 views, 50 views, or 50,000, 50 to 100,000 views per episode over time. And that'll I think that'll be people who are just kind of hoping that this gets better. But it is very boring, and I do support the guys, but I want a little bit more from them. I think for as of Joe Biden, um, he's still a very charismatic guy to listen to. So it's funny because I listen to him and I disagree with like 80 percent of the things that he says. Um, But I still listen, but it is just getting harder and harder to listen to. Um, But um, I think that he'll make adjustments eventually. To get to a point where like it's more entertaining to listen to, but I just think that the fact that he makes them late is a 
Cool. Yeah. All right. That's it. It's a wrap. Uh, anybody else got anything? Do do doop. All right. And that's it. We're the men on the internet. Chris is over there. Sunil is over here. My name is Calvin. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>